we are not laboratory mice. Our genes have not been spliced. We are the Sox cast. We are the very exact opposite of a 90s cartoon, but we're just as hilarious. Welcome to episode 41. I am your host, as always, the dumb one. Uh, to my immediate virtual right, he'll be rocking this party eight days a week. It's Rhett. Hi. You ready to rock it? You ready, ready to, just... to finish this up and get back to playing PSO2? Oops, I didn't, didn't say that. No. No, no. Uh, same as always with you. <laughs> ah, you crazy little kid, you. Just, I just gotta shake my fist and pinch you. <laughs> and punch me in the face. Punch oh. you right in your goddamn teeth. Right through the back of your head. To the moon. To, to the moon, Rhett. One of these days. And to my immediate virtual left, he is our very own Johnny Sasaki. It's John Fire. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> he wasn't laughing there. That was actually just the sound of his butt. <laughs> How's Hello. It How's it going, John? I'm doing real well. You're doing very well. Would you say you're doing exquisitely? I'm doing pretty darn good. Well, I hate you because I've been miserable all day. So you're okay. going to be miserable with me. Wait, wait. Okay, we actually just had like a really – like a 24-hour trip where we left yesterday to go to a theme park. Mm-hmm. And it was actually just like not an ideal trip to a theme park. So if you had a bad day, I feel like I can kind of relate. You poor baby. It really didn't go great. My little butt cheeks hurt on the drive back. Well, yeah. Universal Studios was only a 7 out of 10. <laughs> but we've got a guest. We do? We got a guest. He's a very a guest. He's he's a very special part of the SNS forums, at least I like to think so. Uh, he got his start at uh, our little community in uh, the very first or the second Let's Play Olympics competition. I can't remember which one it was. Either, oh, it was the second one. Well, either way, we've known this guy for like it was the first five, one. I, it was the first one I participated in, so it was basically the first one. We've known this guy for like <laughs> five years now, and it's crazy that we're only just now getting around to having a big old powwow together, despite the fact that he was on our anniversary show almost a year ago. It's Nate Kitchens. How's it going, Nate? Uh, you know, it's pretty good. I'm underneath the desk and my pants keep falling off. How are your pants falling off if you're sitting? Oh, I'm not sitting. How are you standing under a desk? How tall I, are I, you? I'm only two feet tall. <laughs> that, makes more, that makes more sense now that you elaborate. You just have a little standing mic, but it's on the floor. And they're just like, hello. Yeah, I'm I'm underneath the desk. My cat is being pissy, so I just decided, eh, I'm just going to put a uh, blanket underneath the desk and just lie there and pretend like I'm a webcam model for you guys because I haven't talked to you most of you in like a long time. So you're laying and your pants fell down. I don't think that this okay. is a I don't think that this is a falling down problem, my dear. I think okay. I think let this me, sounds me ex- a little more intentional. Okay, so my, my desk is, I'm going to try to explain this as best I can. My desk is right next to my bed, so there's not a lot of room. Mm-hmm. So I'm lying on my back, and my legs are sitting in an, like, in an L shape against my bed. Mm-hmm. So you took That's your pants off to do a podcast? Pretty much. Okay. okay. I mean, I just, do. Just be straight with us here. It's okay. This is, the, this is the least straight podcast ever, by the way. Don't worry. <laughs> 
Wah, wah, wah. See what I did there? It was wordplay. See, see, what, see what, if that was the like case, you should day. just start using a, like a, a lisp when you say Soxcast. Like, Soxcast? I do have a lisp. I'll have you know. Thank you very much for pointing it out and making me feel even worse than I already do. I actually was taking a jab at Fresno because his lisp is really bad, even for Canadians. His is really pronounced, but all Canadians have bad lisps. Really? Because Styles Styles Rockman doesn't have one. He's not really Canadian. He's not? No. Just like Rainiac isn't British. Oh my gosh, my entire world is just being blown. We cracked that nut a few episodes ago. So yeah, all the juice we, comes out here. Yep. This is like, a, you know, like, I like to think of us as Bill O'Reilly, but less fat and less of a... Yay! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I hope... Then what's what's left here? <laughs> well, that's the episode. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> and we're like oranges, but we're not orange and we're not a fruit. Kind of. Yeah. Well, well I don't fruit. know. We are fruity. <laughs> we are Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity. Believe me, that's like all of our names. That's all of our porno names. I'm Rudy. I'm Tootie. No, I should be Tootie. <laughs> I, I, I mean, obviously. <laughs> my, my, um. My forum, my forum, like, caption is still farts loudly during streams. <laughs> It happened once, like, as far as you know, like, four years ago, and it's still there. Speaking of four years ago, can you cut that Ultimate Warrior promo again that you cut on Nate? (laughs) You were challenging me. (laughs) Because this was back when, like, again, when we first met Nate, and and these two had a friendly rivalry going, and every week it would just get bigger and dumber to one... One week, John cut an Ultimate Warrior promo on Nate, but he did it, like, with a video, like, so it was his voice over the Ultimate Warrior talking, and it was the dumbest fucking thing. See, that's, you only saw, like, the outside of that rivalry, because, like, the inside of it, I thought was more hilarious, because, like, John and I would, like, send PMs to each other every now and then, and I would, like, sit down and, like, write a, like, a romance novel to him about, like, you know, I really liked how you played that game, it reminded me of that time when, um... When Romeo and Juliet uh, were together, and and Juliet thought that Romeo had died, but he hadn't because she never <laughs> learned how to check pulses. Right. <laughs> and so, it was basically just like I was just kind of trolling him. But yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. I need to get back and do one of the LPOs when I actually have time. That's that's good. So basically, you're saying like your your relationship was sort of like real wrestling then. Kind of, you know, it, it broke my heart when he got married to Anna. Oh. So, I thought we, I thought we had like you know the bromance that fan fictionists would write about for years. Sometimes some things, you know, you love it enough, you gotta let it go. Yeah, just like Rose let what is his name Jack let go off the door, even though they could both fit on it in Titanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, oh man, you when I won all those when you sent me those Genesis games. And that prize, I, and then I bought a Sega Genesis, and I still have Musha it's right over there. It's great. Musha is fantastic. It that is was, fantastic. That was like a freaking expensive game, too. Yeah, like, I that think game I only is... found 
I only found one copy of it and it was like $200 or something. Oh my god. <laughs> and wow. you didn't even invite me to your wedding. <laughs> wow, this guy gets you a $200 video game I didn't, I and you can't you don't even have the nutsack to invite him to your wedding. I, I mean, I couldn't that. go. That was but... a really big that was a really big prize pick. Listen to this guy. He's like, he's my best friend that got me into Let's Playing. Fuck that guy, though. He got me. A, he only got me a $200 video game. <laughs> yeah, that, hey. that was that Earthworm Jim action figure. And those, that Dead Leaves DVD. And that other action figure. And Life is Good. It was very personal and lovely. If it makes you feel any slightly better, I have I've shelled out a lot more on video games than I, than I did on Musha. I bought um I bought an inbox copy of my first video game for five hundred seventy five dollars. Oh wait the the one that we streamed yeah. that let's play. Oh. Yeah, the one that we ended up uh you know changing the world with cavern capers. That was it. Yeah, holy Canyon capers. candy capers. A canyon dinos in your. Oh, wow. That game goes for five hundred dollars because it never goes up. To, it never goes up on auction. Like this was the first time since we did that that I've actually seen it for sale. Because like, uh, if you remember, like the history of it, uh, the company that made it decided to put like the "Do Not Steal" uh, theft prevention blinking light on it, and it kept setting off uh, like store alarms at night. Yeah, and the store owners got really tired of just going in there. And, like, telling the police, no, no one's broken in. It's just a stupid game. So they ended up just, like, putting it outside and giving it away for free. Mm-hmm. And then when that didn't work, they just threw them all away. So basically most of the copies of it are probably, like, in a landfill in New Jersey. Oh. Wait, this game would set off alarms in stores? Yeah, because they had, like, a blinking light on top oh for, like, God. security. That's crazy. That's, wow. That's really funny, though. That's, that's a I didn't think any games got that expensive besides, like, Panzer Dragon Saga, though. No, no. Apparently, no, I... like, we have found the, 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 real, the, the real gold mine. <laughs> yeah, move over Nintendo World Championship. Yeah. Well, it, was think... really, it was really funny because, like, I was bidding against this guy in Russia... <laughs> and I was driving back uh, from Texas to New Mexico, and there's this one road where as soon as you get on the road, like your entire signal drops out, and there's like 15 seconds left. I'm like, just go a little bit slower, just go a little bit slower. And like five seconds remain, and my signal just cut out on my phone. Oh, no. So I didn't know if I won or not for the next hour. No. That must have been sheer torture. Oh, it was. And I'm like, I have to get back. It's like 2 a.m., but I'm like, but I hope I won. Oh my god! So, thought they remade. I forgot that they remade. I didn't yeah, they remade the, it. Oh my god! And and the remake got a sequel. Yep. Oh my god! And it doesn't World. have blinking lights because it's a digital game. It's on sale. Had Candy like and a, Capers remake on sale for sixty nine cents <laughs> on um, Steam. Oh wow! I have yeah. sixty nine cents in my account. For the next really... 16 hours, so all listeners will be... Sorry. Sorry, y'all. I have yeah. 66 cents in my account. I can't <laughs> buy it. Whoops. I could get another trading card, though. There you go. Well, that'll be, like, our next big spoiler cast. <laughs> we'll do one on Canyon Capers. Makes sense. I thought right. I bought that for you, John. Sorry. Well, I'm so, getting off the subject, but... So yeah. let's, let's, let's get the show started off proper. Nate, what the hell have you been into? 
Oh, you know, kink. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have been working in graphic design uh, for the past year, and it's been a lot of fun. It just hasn't left me with that much free time. Mm. Um, getting back into doing some sort of video game type thing, because I'm doing a weekly stream called Nate Night, mm-hmm. uh, where I force my friend and producer, Bridget, to play horrible video games while I sit in the corner and animate. Um, that's, that's a good premise for a show. She she's been playing Juwan the Grudge and breaking down in tears. It's great. Ow. <laughs> she's like, I don't know. I hate the Wii. Um, and besides that, uh, getting kidney stones. Um, that's a lot of fun. That and, sounds super exciting. Oh yeah, and also uh, playing around with RPG Maker. If you know, if John would ever look at my Steam, uh, <gasps> he would see that I w- I've been playing that a lot. Um, but actually, I did see that the other day. That was cool. Actually, uh, uh, John, which one, which while, while we're on the subject, um, I have a video game pitch for you if you would like to hear it. I love video game pitches. Tell me your video game uh, pitch. Okay, so I know you're really into all of these, you know, really indie sort of non-traditional video games, right? Yeah, you could say that. So I have, I, th- I think I've come up with a proposal for the most unintentionally uh, unconventional video game of all time. So you okay. start out as a little dot in a white void. Okay? Okay. And you're going to choose from a few options, you know, difficulty and all that stuff. You're going to choose from calcium, uric acid, uh, stuvite, or cysteine, right? So cysteine is like the most difficult and calcium is the least difficult. You know, calcium is like for baby mode. They didn't even really say that, yeah. Yeah. And so then you have to plug in an Xbox 360 controller. It has to be Xbox 360, not PS3, PS4, or anything else. Um, and you, you need to have, like, you need to code in there that if it's, like, a different type other than, like, the first-generation Xbox 360 controller, you can't play the game. But as soon as you do it, it starts becoming like Katamari Damacy, where you roll your dot around and try to collect other dots to grow bigger, and there's a point system. So uh, okay. this is in real time. There's no save, and you have to play it for two days straight. Um, like I said, no save. It has to be all real time. And so you're trying to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Then after two days, you find a little tunnel. You find a tunnel that's called the uh, ureter, right? And so this is where you have to switch controls from the Xbox 360 to a Windows 95 flight control simulator joystick. <laughs> Okay. Okay, I'm with you. All right. So you're gonna have to really position uh, the ball, the, your ball cube thing, into the ureter, and like really have to like push it through. And this is gonna take about an hour. And so this is when this is when your patent come it comes in because there's also a uh, sort of niche thing where you put like a, a needle into your arm. And you just have to, while you're pushing it through, you have to push the needle in. So it also takes your oh. webcam and makes sure that you're doing it so that you get the pain that a kidney stone going through your urethra really feels like. <laughs> and Did then this... when you win, you end up in the bladder and it says, congratulations, now piss it out. Oh, boy. This sounds like it comes from experience. Oh, yes. At this point, uh, they say that kidney stones are the closest a man can get to... Uh, the joys of childbirth. Mm-hmm. And since I've had five, I feel like I've had an actual child now. 
my dad had really bad kidney stones, so, like, I know what it's like to, like, watch somebody go through, like, that awful, Ugh. terrible pain. And, like, he, like, he had to have, like, surgery for it a couple of times to, like, uh, to, like, use a laser to kind of either break them up. Uh, and there was, like, one time he had to have his kidney cut open for a full extraction. Uh, so I know that shit is actually pretty serious business. Yeah. Not Especially just the uric acid ones. Yeah. Good oh, Lord. we should put this. We should put the Seinfeld theme song in aid that while you're going through your, the ureter. <laughs> there you go. Just, I was just listening to that like really seriously. Like, okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay, it's like Agar.io. I'm with you. I'm with you. You didn't, get, the, like, you didn't get that this was kidney stones until like right at the end. Did you? I didn't get it as kidney stones until, and then he got a squeeze through a really small. Oh, yeah, that was about where I was like, oh, oh, gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> we were both like, all right. Okay. I'm like, oh, okay, he's starting a white void. It's like unfinished swan. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you think about it, like the journey of the kidney stone is the classic hero's journey of like films. <laughs> because you start in a place of comfort and you're just really small, and then as you go through it, you get like bigger and stronger and you become the hero, and then you have like this massive obstacle, which is a tiny tube that your giant massive kidney stone has to squeeze through has to and, and so that's what you have to like overcome and the uh the return to normalcy is when the kidney stone passes into the bladder hmm. have you played the game dark souls because <laughs> i'm pretty sure dark souls actually is this idea kind of blown out to a triple a game okay where the last boss I, is this I weak old that. man because he's got kidney stones and he can't fight right now <laughs> Agar.io, though, is the whole first phase He's of that, right? He's doubled over in dick pain. You literally are a little ball in a void, and then you eat other balls to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. But that's just the fish game. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's uh, Sega Dreamcast's uh, semen. <laughs> you said that funny, because it sounded <laughs> like semen. Oh, I thought you meant, yeah, I thought, I was like, what, what about cum? I, okay. It's taggy. <laughs> Yeah. Don't egg him on here, folks. Oh, and, uh, I mean, the only other thing that's really going on in my life is today is Sunday. And like I was saying before, today is uh, Chinese food day. Um, I, I sadly can't go back to Panda Express because they changed their recipe and ha- and add red food coloring in the orange chicken, which I'm allergic to. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Uh, although, when I went to the emergency room, like, the first time right after they did it because it's like, oh, I feel nauseous. Um they gave me anti-nausea medication, and my response to that was, oh, I can have Panda Express for a few more days now that I have this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really like this new place. Uh, it's, in the mall, it's a mall Chinese place, but they don't use like any food dyes at all, which is really nice. Um, but the thing I like most about them is like their rice, because like a lot of Chinese food places... They like they have rice and they like substitute like carrots and peas in their rice and it just doesn't taste good. Yeah, because there's just so much in there. But like this place, they don't have that much peas in it. Like there's maybe one pea for every like I, I guess like one thousand units of rice. <laughs> I mean, you I, measured I really... this out, by the way. Like, the, yes, of he's course. He's not talking out his ass here. Yeah, I, I mean, I really, I really admire their penis of their rice, and it's just really nice, you know, to put to eat. You said penis. I did. You said, said penis. <laughs> Rhett, keep up with us here. He said penis. <laughs> there you go. Come on now. I see, man. 
Getting all the gay jokes out of the way. Uh, how is penis and semen gay? Yeah, those are just things. I got a penis. He's got a penis and he's probably got semen. Somewhere in this room, yeah. <laughs> I, I have bourbon chicken. You have no. what? <laughs> I have bourbon chicken. <laughs> That's not sexual, but it's something I have. I gave her a bit of the old urban chicken. But yeah, that that's pretty much everything that's going on in my life. Uh, maybe in the future I'll grab John and do like force him to do canning capers and just sit on stream with him. You should. Excellent. I really like that. You two would probably make that really fun, actually. Yeah, I think I was re- I was really proud of that video because it was one of the first times I did post commentary, and I the game doesn't have any music, so I took a bunch of Kirby's Epic Yarn songs and that them- fits perfectly. It fits, and there's just really gently in the background the do 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 do, and <laughs> wow, and, so that's that's really all you've been up to. Yeah, I, I've become extremely boring. Like I've tried to do a few, start a few let's plays up, but then it's like just things like happen, like going to California, and that was horrible. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, that's basically it. Playing wow. around an RPG maker, playing bad video games, and Chinese food and kidney stones. You, I'm boring nowadays. You may be like the shortest a guest has ever talked about themselves. So that's all you've been into. Yeah, that's yeah. it. So you're talking about streaming. I've been doing some streaming as of late, actually. I, I've seen. Uh, yeah, I uh, I streamed a bit of Mario Golf Advanced Tour because for some reason I wanted to play a golf game. Well, and, everyone gets that feeling sometimes, right? Yeah. And it turns out I don't like that game very much. <laughs> Uh-huh. I thought I did, but now it's like, no, wait a minute. Like my best memories were actually of Toadstool Tour on the GameCube, which I like way better. Gotcha. And then, I, and then for some reason, I didn't boot up for some reason. So, so I stopped playing that. I have one question about that game. What? It just happens to have a character named Polly. No, you name your character. Oh, okay. Like, oh, okay. I couldn't tell if that was just a weird coincidence. No, at the start. Like it's it's a golf RPG designed by Camelot, who did the Golden Sun games. Oh, um, that's why the there's this weird pre-rendered effect. Yeah, so that's why it has the look that it does, and um, uh, and it's like, and then it's like you do that for twenty hours until you can actually golf. Oh my god! Yeah, it takes a while and it's really slow, and it's like, man, like uh, beyond the stream, because you know I streamed playing some normal stroke play uh, stroke play <laughs> see, see what i'm doing there stroke play I get it, we've got all this penis stuff come on it's penis <laughs> laugh <laughs> there you go Rhett. 18 holes <laughs> yeah <laughs> all 18 if you know what i'm saying gotta get so, that ball so, in that tight little hole <laughs> one so one quick question i never played the mario kart game Boy advance game or the f-zero game Boy advance game the F Zero game is good. Mario Kart has never been good. Cool. The F Zero one like, is like a sequel. Like never to in S- general, or never like on handheld consoles. Um, I'm more inclined to say never in general. But that's just my opinion. If you have a differing opinion, I would be happy to hear it. Oh no, I, I don't like. I have bad memories with Mario Kart, so I was just wondering your opinion on them. I just don't really care for them. I just kind of think they're universally put together really bad and not conducive to fun. I had a lot of fun with DS with the DS one. Yeah. That was I remember playing that one and thinking it felt um a little more weighty than um 
the N64 one or the especially the GameCube one. It yeah, helps. the N64 one feels like you're on ice all the time. Uh-huh. That's that's the only one I like, but I've uh. also only played that one and the N- Nintendo. The SNES. Super, yeah, SNES. Yeah. The SNES one I played a bunch as a kid and then never revisited and never thought about. It's not very good. <laughs> I revisited, gotcha. you know, doing LPO stuff and I'm like, yeah, F Zero is way better, guys. Yeah, uh, F Zero <laughs> uh, on the GBA is still pretty good. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It really does just look like the SNES game. It's real yeah. nice. It's basically the, the SNES game with, you know, more tracks and different mm-hmm. cars and stuff like that. Didn't someone, someone assigned BS F Zero 2 to. The um, Soxcast, which sounds like a fake game because it has BS in the title. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, the title is F Zero sequel, and then I had my brother play it because he was the really into F Zero at that point. Oh yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was yeah. Where you didn't actually play. Mm-hmm. But it was okay. Mm-hmm. We were like, it was okay. Uh, but yeah, um, like I, like I, I tried playing more of Mario Golf on GBA. It was like, I mean, like if it was just the golf game. I would like this a lot more, but I've got to do so much crap in this dumb RPG part. Mm-hmm. Why do Did I... you ever play the RPG Mario Tennis for the Game Boy Color? No, but I've heard that's way better. Huh. It's weird. <laughs> like, it, it's it's similar to uh, the Advanced Tour as far as, like, RPG structure. Mm-hmm. But, like, you can just cheat the entire thing by just boosting up all your stats at the very beginning. Oh, well, there you go. That's a good way to play a lot of games. <laughs> oh, man. Poor Camelot. They went from all those Shining games that people seem to pretty universally appreciate um, to the tennis and tennis games and then Golden Sun and Mario Golf games until a We Love Golf game for the Wii and then I Love Golf for PC, which was canceled. Yep. <laughs> and then that was the last of their output. Oh, no. But that aren't they... Means... The ones who created Waluigi. Really? I think so, yeah. I think so. Because he, he got his start in the sports games. Yeah, I think it was the tennis game. In a way, aren't we all Waluigi? I like to think so. Wow. Dan Reichert is Waluigi. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I got bored of that, and then I was going to dig out my copy of uh, Toadstool Tour and play through that, because that is more of just like, hey, Play golf and unlock stuff instead of playing a really boring RPG. Mm-hmm. So that'll be that'll probably be more fun when I decide to do that. But and then I got a wild hair up my ass because that happens. And I decided to play uh, to 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 play through uh, the Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening again. Uh, in the, that's my favorite Zelda game. And that's yeah. It comes to find out <laughs> as soon as I started doing that and uh, I put the first video on YouTube. Everybody was like, wow, that's my favorite game. I was like, well, no fucking pressure or anything. (laughs) (laughs) You started off with Chrono Trigger. You're basically... You're basically golden at this point. Yep. But yeah, like, uh, that game's still really good. I know we've already talked about it on the Sox cast in the past when Mm -hmm. Rhett played through it. And yeah, like, that game's pretty great. I really like a lot of... Like, like the way they prettied it up uh, for the DX version uh, on the Game Boy Color. It's just... It's got... like, Like, it's a game that... I don't know if it was a first-generation Game Boy game or not. I can't remember, like, because, you know, like, if it came out around the same time as Super Mario Land and stuff um, like that. Oh. Yeah, it was kind of a mid-gen, I think. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, like, w- when you look at how lively that game is, even in its original format, and just, like, you know, how much they had already learned to really utilize that hardware to get, you know, some kind yeah. of 
good graphical quality out of it. Some really simple and effective music. Uh, and it's just like, you know, it's a great game uh, so far. Uh, and that's going to be basically a continuing series uh, while I stream it and then do collection videos on the side with probably Rhett where we uh, collect seashells. Collect seashells. Something good <laughs> will happen eventually. Something good is bound to happen <laughs> if I collect a lot of those seashells. So that's, that's what I like doing is collecting me some seashells. And some acorns. And some acorns. I love it. I love it when the game tells me every time what those things do because I just keep forgetting. It's like uh, Sonic the Hedgehog to uh, Omocha Edition. Um, oh, well, yeah, that thing. Well, that, oh, yeah. yeah. Where you collect this ring, it's like, you got a ring. You got another ring. <laughs> yeah, this is basically that every time you pick up a piece of power, it has to tell you exactly what mm. that thing has done, despite the fact that you've picked it up 50 times accidentally after avoiding it after the first time. Because and then you... every other Zelda game proceeded to do that more and more and more and more and more until we get the Skyward Sword. Fucking Twilight Princess gives you gives you that stupid you got a blah fanfare when you find like rupees over valued over 20 Uh, it's like do we really need this like did i really need that entire animation of you getting into the fucking treasure chest to pull out the rupee and me seeing it's a rupee and being very angry that it's not an item i actually need and that that rupee isn't gonna fit into my shitty little wallet that's the best part (laughs) God. The- apparently, apparently they made the default wallet bigger in the HD version of Twilight Princess, but even yeah. that doesn't solve the problem. Is there uh, anything to uh, even buy in that game? Not much. Like, that's the I real think, problem. I think you like buy the Hylian shield at first, and you can buy lamp oil. Yeah. Oh, and you get the armor that costs rupees to uh, wear, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Which comes way later. Yeah, and by that time, you know, Again, like the economy is already completely busted. Mm-hmm. The weirdest thing in Link's Awakening to me, and I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before, where I think it's either the compass or the map mm-hmm. has the dialogue that says, this also has a new feature where it'll beep if you go into a room and killing all the enemies will drop a key. Yeah. And the wording where it says it has a new feature yeah. <laughs> is implying that you've played the previous games. Yeah, mm-hmm. when every when all the other dialogue is like treating you kind of like an idiot. Yeah, it's, it's very strange. It's a very weird uh, disconnect. That is definitely. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna keep playing that. I don't know when we'll finish. Hopefully, it won't be a year. That game's <laughs> pretty short. We'll be doing the third dungeon and some yeah. exploration tomorrow night, and then some collection later. Get your get your get your oh, collect get your collecting net ready, Rhett. I know you're. So stoked! Do you think you'll be able to do like two dungeons per stream? Nah, I'm probably like like you this one. I'm ju- this one. I'm just gonna do one. But I think the next time I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna probably do two. Yeah, they probably get longer. I definitely yeah. know the later ones are definitely way more complicated. Yeah, and then like you you've got a bunch of stuff that needs to be done before you go in, and then there's like collection you'll probably want to do beforehand. So. Breaking it up into smaller pieces seems to be the more logical way for me to approach it as something that's easy to digest and watch. You know, having episodes maybe not run mm-hmm. over like an hour and a half or something would be nice. So <clears throat> maybe one dungeon an episode isn't the worst idea and then have some smaller yeah. collection episodes and then, you know, stream the big stuff, do videos for the smaller stuff. Good plan. 
Cool beans. I just remember that I put Link's Awakening on my very first, uh, at number two on my very first game of the year list. Wow. On the site. That was oh, fun. really? Yeah. You, said, you went on the forum, went on the forum later and went, that John's list reads more like a best games of all time list. <laughs> oh, right. I do remember that. Because wow. I was like 17 and hadn't played a bunch of games y'all really liked. And then yeah, I was your like, list oh. was like Chrono Trigger, Shadow of the Colossus, <laughs> Link's Awakening. The top, the top five was literally Cave Story, Earthbound, Half-Life 2, Link's Awakening, Mother 3. Where's <laughs> EG on this list? Actually, w- actually, while we're talking about Mother 3, it's really kind of annoying and weird that my friend who's not on the forums keeps posting your review of Earthbound uh, from the Socks Make People Sexy uh, website. Oh, yeah. Past he review, keep- yeah. Yeah, he keeps posting it on Facebook like every year on the same day. He's like, oh, I love this review. I'm like, well, then go to the forums yeah. and join them. <laughs> weird. <laughs> it's always weird when shit like that overlaps and you, n- you least expect it. And I've even had conversations like, yeah, I've been on the forums before. Like, I, really know those like, yeah. <laughs> I know those people. They're very strange. <laughs> They're really cool good dudes, ex- except for the people that hate me. <laughs> Fresno. Fresno, yes. <laughs> Point so zero one. Is he Point. just posting the Earthbound one? He's just posting the Earthbound one. Because yeah. <laughs> Pat did finally do the Mother 3 review. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's really, really yeah. long. Yeah, as you expect from a, a Pat write-up of anything, basically. And really sad. Yeah. Well, that game. That game's not exactly crazy. happy times. Yeah, true. I mean, like, the opening chapter of that game is pretty Ugh. much, hey, we're going to Sad Town. <laughs> All aboard the Crotteers train. <laughs> Hope you didn't name your fa- your characters after your family. We're going on a feels trip. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. But that's that's all I've been up to. Check it out. Two short segments in a row. Can we go four for four? John, fire. You probably shouldn't have gone gone here. Okay, <laughs> I, I can probably... I know I shouldn't have. Get ready, I folks. Probably, I can probably up. go pretty quick. All right. You don't have to. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah then the socks cast would be too short. And we wouldn't be having oh. more, as much time to spend with each other. You know, gay. Okay. <laughs> what are you, <laughs> you going to say, Rhett? Oh, just like when I did the outline for this week, I only knew one thing you were playing. Oh, don't worry, I've got more. Okay, don't worry. Right. He's good. Like he is always our go-to filler. Like when we need an episode to be like the requisite link for a socks. Hey, John, talk about so, some dumb thing you so did. What happens when he plays Monster Hunter? <laughs> You mean Final oh, Fantasy Explorers? Did. I played you? it and then talked yeah. about it. For like and then you didn't really like it. <laughs> Thank yeah, God. I don't like it. <laughs> um, so, the new um, Let's Play Olympics started a couple weeks ago. Ah, uh, yes. And I, tur- in <laughs> perfectly timely fashion, turned in both videos. And um, I did one video on Super Hexagon and one on Final Fantasy Adventure. Mm-hmm. And that was really videos. fun. Because Super Hexagon is basically one of my favorite arcade action kind of games. And um, Final Fantasy Adventure was a good vessel for some built-up negative feels I had. Um, <laughs> from a little bit from the first game I played this week, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, at, so it was like 3 a.m. Anna had gone to bed. And then I was like, I could play Final Fantasy Tactics. I could play a bunch of other cool games. Or, or... I still have that old Secret of Mana save file. What are you doing? 
And I checked later, and I was li- I literally dropped it eight months before. What What happened that made you want to hate yourself again? I don't know. I I guess last time I played Final Fantasy VIII, and that satisfied the urge. This time, I loaded <laughs> up my Secret of Mana save file right before Pure Land, um, and I was getting my just getting stomped um, by the enemies there. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that there is a shopkeeper hidden in a kind of out of the way little area. Um, and if you go talk to him, he sells you armor that doubles your defense. Oh. Every other thing ups your defense. Every other armor upgrade ups your stats by like 10. This one upped it by like 120 <laughs> from the last set of armor. That's a little extreme. So that that's, a little more, that's a little more than double as well. Yeah, so I spent like two hours grinding up money to buy everything and leveling up my magic. And then I went through Pure Land. Boy, and- leveling up magic is the fun part. It's yeah. not it's not tedious. Oh my god, cuz you can just ca- cuz you can cast the same you can stack the same magic spell on a single enemy even if they don't need it. So it's sort of like in Final Fantasy 2, the Japanese one where you can just press attack and then press B to cancel your attack and then attack and then press B to cancel it over and over again. And it's, it's so great. and it's fun. It's it's fun it's and engaging fun. and oh man. Not cheap. It's not cheap at all. Why would oh, it be cheap? Man, still takes a long time. But it's, but yeah, it's okay because it's super fun. And then Pure Land is like an hour and a half long, and you just slog through a bunch of enemies and a, a fun um, slog, though. No, yeah. And then there's like six bosses, all but one of which are recolors of previous bosses that don't have any context in the story. No, but hey, you know, like I mean, why put extra effort in when it's not needed? I mean, they've already put their best foot forward here, John. And what no, are you expecting? Right? What are you expecting? So that done, and then you get to the end of the dungeon, and they actually the story actually moves at the end of it. Um, but I've already seen it because I watched the rest of the game on YouTube when I put it down in disgust last time. <laughs> Damn uh, you, YouTube! Which you is the real everything. reason this is just super pathetic. Um, and then I watched the scene where the mana tree gets blown up by the boss. Um, I did that, this. I did this with Zenosaga episode two. Okay, like yeah. I I got pissed at that game. Watched the rest of it on YouTube and was just like, I'm going to go back and play it anyway. Mm-hmm. I think, oh, I didn't mention this last week, but I did that with Jack and Daxter. Oh, yeah. You, you revisited and had a nice time, so I plugged it in for another two hours and just, I had like less than 10 power cells I needed to get to the end and I just couldn't do it. I like kept trying, to, I figured, I had to figure out how to get back to the hub from being stuck in this ice world. Mm. And I did manage that and I got to the hub and then I was like, Oh, I really don't actually play this anymore. <laughs> so I watched I watched that on YouTube and then decided, all right, I will let this will let this go. My relationship with this game is complete, and I can go play Jack Two if I want. There you go. Um, so yeah, I beat Pure Land and then I put it down. And then the next night at like four a.m., Anna's is asleep because I, I later that day day I like the next day I was like Anna, I, I have a confession. It's more it's gonna make you more shame ashamed than you than you think it is and then i said i i turned back i played secret of man and she's like oh my god you're right <laughs> and she was she was like actually a little bit concerned i think i was maybe laying it on a little too thick with the joke and making her think i was actually gonna say something scary oh but my then god she, and then she still was kind of shocked and offended a little bit when i said i had played secret of man <laughs> <laughs> to be to be honest, I was shocked and offended when I saw you were playing that piece of crap again too. 
Well, I heard the final boss theme with the Lich, and it was pretty, uh, not final boss, and with the Lich, and it was kind of cool and grimy. Um, so I was like, ooh, maybe this is special, because everyone, and then for a bunch of people on my Twitter were playing Second Densetsu 3, which I'm sure is just pure gold. Um, <laughs> and they were having a great time until Fresno stopped having a great time. And Which it didn't take them long. No, it didn't. So Like, Ashley got through it. Yeah, and she had finished it, and then that looked, yeah, they're having a good time. I should try this one more time, just see if, see if it's okay. And it wasn't okay. Is there a reason everyone's playing the third game right now? I think just... Ashley got a repro cart at MAGFest, and that yeah. seems to have sparked it. Because Did then someone else... Because then Fresno got a repro cart, like he ordered one. Mm-hmm. So like when he saw her get it, he got it, and then those two started playing it, and then... Yeah. Fresno is playing it too. Jesus. Oh. Are, are you yeah. sure it's not like just the reproduction cards aren't just like randomly showing up in the mail with like a letter that says play this or die? <laughs> some, some kind of like real bad creepy pasta going on. You must play this or in 6 days. You will That's that might be it. Dead. I'm more convinced cuz I don't think anybody on their own volition would want to play Secret of Mana or Secret of Setsu 3. You think so then I, I watched the dumb cutscene where it's all... And, and then it turns out the tree was secretly the guy's mother. Um, and so both... His wife is his arm! So both Secret of Mana and Saiken Densetsu 3 have the exact same basic plot... Prog- or Saiken Densetsu 3, I literally... I saw someone say why they liked the ending to Saiken Densetsu 3 on Twitter. And I was like, wow, that does sound cool. Isn't, isn't that the same ending as Final Fantasy Adventure, though? And they're like, oh, yeah, but, you know, the music's cool here. And I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> Only now it's a 20-hour game that doesn't feel good to play. Yeah, that game is so, like, I think that, like, Secret of Mana, just, it has no impact. It's just, it feels mushy and, like, the movement, everything about it just feels wrong. Yeah. It's that's... even, st- like, and then, like, Second Densetsu 3 goes in the opposite of that, where everything feels too weighed down. It's like, it's, it, it, it's too, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sticky? It feels like everything is in molasses. Oh, it's just, no. And it just feels real disjointed to play in itself. Like, it's, it's got all those same problems that the first game mm-hmm. has, where it's just like, yo, ring menu, it's so good. Uh, <sighs> I remember watching uh, Fat Kakashi and Decoy Octopus try to play through that game. And every time they'd get into the menu, it'd be like torture trying to get back out of that game's menu system because mm. it's even more convoluted. You can't just press B? No, no. they had to, uh, like, there's just, like, it looked like... There are different buttons depending on which character you open the menu on. Yeah, it's, it uh, was just... It cancel out. It was just, like, the, it was very funny watching it, but at the same time, it was just, like, Man, at some point, when do you just like put the brakes on and say like this let's play isn't worth it? <laughs> and then they play three. Um, but yeah, I, that and that, that was kind of. And then I beat the. I went through the final dungeon on the Mana Fortress, and it's also really fucking long, and it's just as torturous to fight enemies. And then I beat all the bosses on there, and then I got to Lich, and then I couldn't beat the Lich. Oh, I'd spend a bunch of time. No grinding you know what the I... worst part of running away from battles in that game is oh. running 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 balloon 
Oh, and then your your allies get stuck. Yep. Oh, it's so painful. That that was that was like my ultimate realization with that game was that it's not so much that there's any high-minded thematic reason for me not liking it. Like it's pretty, it's functional. If it played like Link to the Past, I'd like it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The it's fine looking and the story is basically fine even if it's too long, but really it's just that moving through dungeons and fighting bosses in that game just makes me feel physically and vis- viscerally repulsed. <laughs> it's like it's like back of the teeth. box quote, folks. It's it's the combat in the game is like pulling teeth. I just am like <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I just you sounded feel like you were enjoying bit... that. You sounded like you were enjoying that actually. <laughs> it's there's it, just it, it really gets, it makes me feel like physic in my gut, like this na- nasty feeling being grinded down. <laughs> um, so I couldn't beat the Lich on my, on my first try, uh-huh. and there's no save points in the final dungeon. The only way out is to backtrack through all the enemies that are so hard to run past. Yep. And so, so it's like the old joke. Fight. Yeah. So it's like the old joke where you like get to the final boss room and it's like, oh, I forgot the key at the entrance and have to go all the way back. Basically, um, if you want to save and then be grind some more, I guess. So it's like 5 a.m. And then I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? And I'm just like having a, this episode where I'm just having I've had such a miserable time moving through this dungeon. And then I open up the thing. I go, I quick, like, before I can think about it, I open up the folder, find all the save files and save states and the ROM and delete them. And then shift delete so that they get permanently deleted off the hard drive. Wow. So it's going to be really awkward when you come back to this game in six months and have to start all over. (laughs) No, I, and I said, I really should have just done that eight months ago. I, I thought about it. I considered deleting my save file so I wouldn't be tempted, but I didn't. And now I know that that's what I needed to do, and now I've done it, and I can't go back to it without replaying the whole game or getting somebody else's save file. Um, and I feel free. It feels good. I think Sans would be happy that, that I finally <laughs> figured it out, you know? You feel him crawling on your back. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I'm silently clapping for you because I don't want to, like, peak audio. Thank you. It's so yeah. I didn't. I don't like Secret Man. <laughs> um, I need to go back because I did that box art a while ago where I added something you had said about it to the front. <laughs> you just said some more good choice quotes here where I'm going to have to <laughs> just like captioning. It's like, oh, oh. <laughs> it feels like it feels like a lot. Oh. It feels like there's a lot of people that I know that are playing it, so I think there just needs to be like a secret of Mana Anonymous group. Yeah. Where you can just like go and it's like, hi, I'm John. Secret of Mana Anonymous, Soma. It it, it works so well. You know when you get the feeling when you get like punched in the solar plexus and the air just gets like sucked out of you? Yeah. That's kind of how it's feeling at the end of that. This feels more like getting punched in the soul. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's there's my that's kind of my angry video game nerd <laughs> indulgent thing, yeah. Well, so is is Chelsea like the only person who likes Secret of Mana left? I think so. 
Because she defends that game still, even she when John is like completely shitting on it. She's like, oh, don't worry. It's just like an hour and a half to the last dungeon. <laughs> oh, yeah. She did say that every time. And I was like, oh, yeah, thank you. No. <laughs> no, though. I'm really sorry. And Pat read, wrote that like really soulful, like going back to his childhood and talking about his in like 8,000 yeah. words about his experience with Secret of Mana. And I was like, oh, this is really touching me, but... No, <laughs> it's not my jam. It's not my jam. It's it's not my thing because I think it's really bad. It's just not my thing because I think it's garbage. <laughs> you know, sometimes things just aren't your thing. Exactly. And sometimes they're garbage. Mm-hmm. This is this is the latter one though. <laughs> I mean, I, I resolved last. I found an old tweet where I had like told told myself, "All right, I'm never going to tell someone if they don't like Dark Souls." Well, I guess it's just not your thing, because I had that happen a couple times when I played Secret of Mana, and it was just like, <laughs> "It's a Square JRPG for the Super Nintendo." What the fuck do you mean? <laughs> they made it just like the same people practically made Chrono Trigger. This is my jam. This is everything. This is definitely my thing. It, I just hate it. <laughs> that's that's like how I feel about Xenogears. Where like, it's like, uh, you're square. You're on the PlayStation. You're awesome. What, ha- what happened? Like, robots. Giant robots yeah, in anime. Giant... <laughs> you literally made like an Evangelion RPG and it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, yeah, not your thing, probably. Didn't somebody want to hunt you down for saying that, Rhett? Oh, somebody was... on 4chan caught our worst I, games of all time list I at one point. I think it was point. actually like Banjo-Kazooie that got him all pissed off, <laughs> but it was that article. I do remember Xenogears being mentioned, though. Yeah, And they were just like, I want to hunt this motherfucker down. <laughs> God. <laughs> it's good thing, and it's a good thing that that was 2009 and not 2016. Oh, Oh god! Uh, or that would have felt a lot more scary. That would have probably actually happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What you're doing, it's it's fine. Yeah. Oh my god. So yeah, sometimes things just aren't your thing. By which I mean, you think they're garbage, and that's okay. Yeah. And we can disagree, but it doesn't mean you don't think it's garbage, and that doesn't mean you thinking it's garbage isn't legitimate. There if you, you fucking hate Dark Souls, that's legitimate. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're broken or wrong or that there's anything that you need to adjust your perspective necessarily. Maybe you, maybe it's garbage and maybe we're f- full of shit. I don't know. So, yeah. Who can say? Who can maybe say? I'll actually like it because I'm a masochist. That could be. <laughs> I have so many games that are good for masochists that I can send you that aren't Secret of Man. <laughs> Super yeah, Hexagon. Could... Yeah, go play that. <laughs> hey, I, I've beaten ET. I, I, this is a decent game. That's that's the same feeling, you know, in ET yeah, when you is, just fall down pits for no reason, and then like getting back up out of the pit is that weird warbly nonsense action that doesn't make sense. Because I think Polly will remember. Uh, I was really excited when I heard about Ride to Hell Retribution. Right. The best I can give is two percent, and I drove an hour just to pick up the game. Yep. And then drove back and started streaming. I was really excited. I said, oh my gosh, everyone's like, this is the worst game ever. And it's just like, it's kind of boring. It wasn't really that bad. Yeah, it's just kind of boring and really, like, it's not 
Sonic 2006 bad here. <laughs> but Sonic 2006 is really fun, especially when you include the drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bad games can be weird sometimes, because sometimes it's like Sonic 2006, where it's like so bad it's hilarious. Yeah. And then sometimes it's like Sonic Boom, where it's just bad. No, this is just boring. Bad and it's boring, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sonic 2006, where Sonic can get trapped inside the Tells uh, model, and they just run together. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All the fan fiction writes itself, especially oh my God. especially after episode, especially after Sonic Four Episode Two, where they have the little sixty nine oh spin move. Oh God, what? <laughs> that shit was so weird. It's like you guys know what this looks like, right? And you're still just gonna go with it? Oh, best okay. friends forever. Okay. What thing on Sonic Four? Sonic Four Episode Two. Sonic and Tails have a group maneuver that they can do where they roll along the ground and they are in a sixty-nine position. Oh no! It's crazy. And yeah. it, it's just like they didn't like like there's they just put it out like that. It's like nope, we're not reviewing this. They're like we're not gonna like you know review this and think maybe we could tweak that a bit. No, we're just gonna go with that. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. The fan fiction just writes itself. They're writing it for you. Oh. Have you? If you've if you if you've been on the uh, Sonic uh, Facebook page, then you know that that might have been intentional as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so- Sonic's Facebook page and Twitter fr- uh, page have just gone completely insane, and it's wonderful. It's the best thing. Yeah, that is actually pretty. Cool. Oh, the, the three oh, hour wow, big it the really cat. is, huh? <laughs> the oh, three hour wow. big the cat uh, uh, music mix is amazing. Yes, <laughs> and I really because uh, next week they're going to be at South by Southwest, and I really really hope that um they do announce big's uh fishing adventure because mm-hmm. that's just going to be the biggest troll move for sonic's 25th anniversary <laughs> what if they make a big the cat game but he does the duke nukem voice oh gosh no because john, okay. john actually, does that voice so. this is actually a um good segue because you know what other game i played duke, duke nukem forever no no, I played. All right, this is going to be a real short one. I played Sonic Triple Trouble for the Game Gear. Ah, uh, yes, the best Sonic. Oh, game I love that on game. The game Gear. <laughs> I, I love that game. Um, I I was downloading a game on um, my next game onto the 3DS Virtual Console. Which wow, that I they just kind of abandoned that, huh? Oh, I mean, yeah. I guess they're coming up with the SNES games later, which I heard later, but. I checked the whole library and it has barely changed in like years. Yeah, it's there's just nothing. It's a barren wasteland at this point. Much it like sucks. much like any Nintendo online endeavor. <laughs> it's I bought so many Wii Virtual Console games. Yeah, I bought I no Wii U Virtual Console games yet. Um, so they need, I, they need to make a way for that stuff to transfer because yeah, how many I times think? when they're like. And now you get to download these Super Nintendo games onto your three new 3DS for like $8 each. Everyone's like, oh, what? Again? Uh... Like, I think they've kind of abandoned that stuff, though, because NX yeah. mm-hmm. hopefully fixes things, but probably not. Probably not. I doubt it. So I played that for in, over like an hour, and it was kind of bad, yeah. and I forgot about it. Oh, good. Yeah. It's, I yeah. don't think I ever beat that game. It's just kind of like boring i beat it because it it took like 45 minutes to finish (laughs) i will say though it's not like aggressively awful like sonic 2 on game gear is no i I, like when i started playing it i was like wait a minute this isn't punch this isn't punching me in the face without bad it is and it took until kind of the last stages where it gets a little hard to kind of that's the thing is that it's actually kind of easy 
So most of it's kind of boring, and then it gets yeah. to the end, and it's just irritating because there are like some puzzles in the level design. Mm. This that always works great in Sonic Rhett, games. Remember when Rhett said something like, "I am in awe of Sonic Three and Sonic and Knuckles." Um, stage designs that they can be so intricate and huge and sprawling and yet still basically always lead you in the right yeah. direction. Yeah. Sonic Triple Trouble is like, oh, these great, huge, intricate level designs that don't lead you in the right direction. <laughs> Whoops. So, um, See, the thing I remember from Triple Trouble is the actual comic tie-in with it where they uh, introduced Knack the Weasel. And I was just, like, infatuated with Knack. He was, like, my favorite character and everything. And then I found, like, <laughs> I'd play the game and I was just like, the hell is this? He wasn't in it until like the last image, like on, he, he's, on the ending screen. He, he's in I, the bonus levels, I thought. Oh, uh, maybe. Like, uh, like the uh, the, the Chaos, Chaos Emerald, Emerald bonus. Levels. Yeah, and he like shows up out of the end, and like, no, no, no. Yeah, that is true. You have to like battle him for like the Chaos Emeralds, I think, in the bonus levels. It's it's strange. I, wait, I thought that you just found the Chaos Emeralds in the stage. Maybe not. Maybe I just missed all the bonus levels. Mm. <laughs> That's so, why you didn't enjoy it. You didn't get the bonus levels. You have to get yeah, the... Yeah, just to go like back. Sonic CD. I didn't get the full yeah. experience. Yeah, there you go. That game's you so have, good if you go all the way in on it. <laughs> you have to 100% a game to really truly appreciate it, which is why no one can truly appreciate the Canyon Capers remake. <laughs> because you can't 100% it. <laughs> it's broken. Oh, no. So, I bought Sonic Triple Trouble because I had just bought um, Pokemon Blue because mm-hmm. Anna bought Pokemon Red. And you can trade between them over 3DSs. Yeah. This is, this is nuts, y'all, right? This is great. Can you put that's them in the, the Pokemon shit. bank? Um, yeah, they that's said, the real nuts thing. They, I think they said later on you'll be able to. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure we can yet. Um, but yeah, that's good shit. Um, so I played a shit ton of Pokemon Blue because that's that's still my favorite one of the bunch. It's mm-hmm. the one I played the most as a kid, and I think it. I think I was trying to explain it to Anna because it it was not her favorite. <laughs> um, and I was like, uh, all of Pokemon's kind of weird eccentricities and everything about that game kind of came out of it being made as for as being an RPG for the Game Boy. Yeah. So when you once you take it off the Game Boy, but transplant wholesale a lot of those eccentricities, mm-hmm. it feels awkward. Yeah. So when you're when I'm playing it just in its original form, everything just makes perfect sense. Is kind of how I feel. So even if the latter ones are kind of more fun in a lot of ways and more streamlined, um, I feel the most like aesthetically at home playing that first game yeah plus it's shorter than this one. um yeah i played a shit ton of that game i got past um got up to saffron city and did the big ass rocket dungeon and uh just got to fuchsia so i can do the safari zone and then catch all the birds did I just you get did... an did you get an eevee i got an eevee did you evolve it no not yet okay and you do go back and get another eevee what do you mean? You can. There's a glitch for that. Probably. I mean, a glitch for okay. everything in Pokemon. It's Pokemon, yeah. Yeah. Well, we did. I glitched up Anna a Lapras in Cerulean, and she trained it up and had a great time because Lapras is her favorite Pokemon. Mm. I wonder if you can do the uh, the Mew glitch in the digital versions. Pretty sure that yeah, they retained them did. all. Yeah. Yeah. 
I did the um, Mew glitch to get her a Lapras and a Cubone and me a Mew and both of us a Mew. And then I didn't use any of them, but it was still fun. Um, there's a Scythe you can get. I got a Scythe or two because Scythe is one of my favorites. But um, he doesn't learn any good moves until level 30 or so because that's Wait when he gets him in the game. Isn't Scyther a red version? Yeah. Oh, you mm-hmm. cheater. I know, right? He was like the one I bought red for. Oh. Wow. Well, I got a Scyther and it's awesome. I bought blue because I wanted a blue cartridge. That makes sense. I got blue because Anna wanted red. But she wanted Black Squirtle and I wanted Charmander because obviously Charmander is the best. Mm. Um, I was at a park, we were actually at a park today, and the guy noticed Anna's Pokemon trait and was like, yeah, Squirtle! And she was like, I know, right? And I was over at the side <laughs> and said, Charmander for life. And he gave me, like, this glare. <laughs> wow! Death <laughs> Pokemon serious fucking business. Okay, let, let's be straight here. You're both wrong, Bulbasaur. Okay, I was actually about to say, I'm kind of Bulbasaur because Charmander is sort of the overt coolest one. Um, it's like that's the one that's in the shows and whatnot. So I'm kind of being an asshole. Um, but you're all but, wrong. You're all but, wrong. You want to know why? Why? Because Pokemon's fucking garbage. But <laughs> the biggest assholes are the ones who say, in my experience, are the ones who fucking say Bulbasaur. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Well, I mean, if you go by base stats and EX stats oh, as geez. evolution goes on, <laughs> then technically Bulbasaur is better than no, Blastoise and Anna Charmander. No, Anna spreadsheeted this shit. She yeah, I think the stats. Blastoise Bul- is the best. Venusaur has one of the weakest stats of like any of the starters. Guys, 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 guys. Yes, but they boost guys. up as you go along. I got, I got, I got one. I got one. I got one. First game anyway. So. Guys, 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 guys. What? Penisaur. <laughs> but no, seriously, Venusaur though, it's just Bulbasaur big with a flower on its back. But you know what flower? You know, you know what's awesome about lasers. flowers? You know, you know, you know, you know, flowers can actually turn carbon dioxide into oxygen, and you can't do that with fire or water. So obviously, Venusaur is the best because he is saving the environment. Venusaur, people who pick Bulbasaur are lame in my experience. He takes power from the sun and shoots it as a laser. Venusaur. Yeah, I guess. But one, the other's a dragon that shoots fire. Who sucks against Brock, so like, why would you do that? Because I'm tough and cool and know how to catch a Nidoran. Venusaur. Patch toys. Venusaur. Oh, my God. toys. Oh, my God. Y'all, come on. All right, now that we've established the true answer there, it's charming. Um, yeah, that is my experience with Pokemon Blue. Anna quit because she hates Pokemon Red. Actually. Anna made the right choice. Uh, no, nope, she didn't because she went back to playing Pokemon X or whatever. Oh, no, yeah, she hated. Uh, po- I said she hated Pokemon Red. So then she we she's played Pokemon Y like three or four times all the way through. Jesus Christ! Uh, I don't. Why? I do not understand you guys. And then she was like, I need to see what the story is like when instead of the death-dealing laser Pokemon legendary as the main thing, it's the life-giving Princess Mononoke deer Pokemon, which doesn't make sense. It's like how in Ruby and Sapphire, there's one group of villains that wants to use the, the legendary to flood the earth. And then the other one is like, we're going to use the legendary to flood the earth with land. But that was with fire. No, just land. They want to remove as much of the ocean as they can. Um, but yeah, 
she quit because it's very so she started playing Pokemon X finally and she just bought it online so we're doing pretty great Hey Polly, how do you feel Polly's. about Pokemon? I fucking love it. Hey Polly, <laughs> yeah, what's knock, up? Knock. Who's there? Interrupting John. Interrupting John. Who? <laughs> oh my god, you got me. <sighs> Good times. All right, I'm we done. Have fun. Pokemon. We have fun. Um, I played, I put down Pokemon, um, and I played a shit ton of Etrian Odyssey Four because mm. I bought that on sale. And that's probably the most fun I've had with a game in a while, in at least a month. I don't know, but in a while, right? It's really fucking fun. Yeah, it's not Persona Q, that's for sure. Yeah, it's uh, absolutely not. Persona says Q. right on the box. Yeah. Don't it's, worry, yeah, same exactly. Persona Q. Yeah, don't worry, this ain't Persona Q. <laughs> um, yeah, Etrian Odyssey is real good. It's a dungeon crawling game with where the mazes have like first-person mazes, and the mazes have actual level design. And you have a lot of diversity in how you can create your team of characters. Yeah, and like, the, um, and, oh, um, yeah, go ahead, sorry. No, I was, I, that was just my whole point, is that there's a lot of character classes, a lot of ways to grow those character classes, that you can really kind of create the team you want to go through that game with. Mm-hmm. And there's probably not crying babies that follow you everywhere that fall asleep for some reason. I found out that apparently in Persona Q you can equip um, extra personas that like heal your s your like SP by like yeah. half. Yeah, that's, that's the whole point of the Persona system in Persona Q is to just like give yourself extra hit points, but then they'll like at the end of the battle you will also heal X number of SP and X number of HP as well, depending on the plus that they give you. Seems like it kind of defeats the purpose. Of it's all kind the- of a. I mean, it's an alright system. It lets you stay in the dungeon longer and keep doing the dungeon crawly thing, but I was, like I said, I was like two dungeons in or something, and it was 30 hours, and I was like, this game's going nowhere. Gotcha. I feel like that's the thing with Etrian Odyssey, is that it's probably a similar pace, because I'm like 10 hours in and just beat the first dungeon, and then the first game is literally just one 25-floor dungeon. Mm-hmm. So, but, 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 but if I'm not mistaken, EO4's dungeons are, like, like it seems like there are more of them, but they are smaller. Yeah, there's um, and that's more what, like yeah. with with Persona Q, it's like I'm looking at the same goddamn backdrop for 15 hours. This is unacceptable, and it's boring, and I want to shoot myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like an Etrian Odyssey one, it's still divided into sectors like Persona Three and whatnot. So yeah, it can't just be the same thing as that. Yeah, I beat the first dungeon, which was three floors. And then there are three micro dungeons around that, all placed on a world map, which itself was kind of a th- fun thing to map out too. Yeah. So there is diversity, uh, and then the story is very in the background, and nobody ever talks. Basically. Basically, yeah. And judging by Anna's reaction to the script in Persona Q, that is a huge improvement. Oh my god, just so bad. Yeah, everyone on all those Persona Four things, I like actually played a little bit of Persona 4 Dancing All Night, and then I was like, actually, this really isn't my jam. Um, <laughs> jam. Because dancing. <laughs> so That Michael Jackson song's pretty good, though. Jam. It's fucking oh, awesome. Cool. Yeah, didn't they, they finally con- they actually confirmed that he worked on the Sonic 3 and Knuckles soundtrack, right? I think um, that's still up in the air, really. Oh, okay, gotcha. Really? And they've confirmed it, like, so many times at uh, this point. Gotcha. Um, 
Oh, and the foes. That's the thing I didn't know about Etrian Odyssey. Oh, FOEs, yeah. Yeah, was that oh. the... And there's that there are big enemies that are, show up on the first person ma- um, maze. So there is like actual little puzzles to navigating in these spaces. It's not just yeah like, because Agabeta. they don't they don't obey the same like rule sets that other things in the environment might. They have their own movement patterns, and in mm-hmm. order to get around them, you have to kind of like study them, study them a bit, move around, see what their movement pattern. Because you they, when you first come across an FOE, odds are you're not going to be able to fight it. Mm-hmm. Because they are way stronger than you, and it's just a, yes. it's a quick it, it, it is a quick trip to Game Oversville yep. if you do that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you come uh, back. You come back after you've gained about ten levels. <laughs> yeah, I got real. It was real nice to go back and beat the FOEs later. Yeah, on. and even then, when you go back, they're still pretty challenging. Exactly. Oh, it's really cool. And then you get to use that use the enemy drops to make all your weapons and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That's that was a cute thing is that um, all the enemies drop materials and then you sell the materials to make get money and then you use money to buy weapons. Mm-hmm. But it's not just that getting the enemy materials allows you to buy the weapons and whatnot. Um, it's they keep track of how many of each item you've sold. Yeah. And whenever you buy a weapon, it uses up some of those that number of crafting items. So yeah. if you want to buy a bunch of like I just bought a sword made up of the b- final boss of this area's um, bone. Uh, if I want to buy another one of those, I have to go back and beat that boss again. Mm-hmm. So, bunch of little cool, little intricate systems. Um, real mm-hmm. nice after Pokemon, which is kind of like stream aggressively streamlined. And there, there is a point where if you're fighting a bunch of trainers in a row, and at any point you can just run back to the Pokemon Center and then run back to the trainers um, without, you know, go, en- encountering any other enemies or anything. Mm-hmm. So there's no real resource management aspect to it. Yeah, it, there is a point where that's just a grind. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so I really so coming off of that and going to Etrian Odyssey felt real real nice. You know, cool, cool. And that's um, I've been working. I worked a lot on on a ga- I picked up one of the games I was I've been working on after like months without touching it because I had no motivation creatively over mm-hmm. the fall. And I finally just did a bunch of work on a, on one of them, and I think I'll, I can wrap that up pretty soon. So that Fantastic. feels nice. Have to well, do a post mortem on it. Yeah, over like three years. <laughs> Brett knows that. Yeah. It's it's really I've, it's actually been like a total of maybe three months of concerted effort or two months of concerted effort. So just spread yeah. over three years. Just spread over three years. So it's different from Rat and Hunters and whatnot. Well, just ever yeah. since ever since you streamed Echo the Dolphin. Yeah. So basically, I just want to tell I want to want people to play it and then be like, yeah, I made this in like three months over like a long time. <laughs> Please think of it in that context instead of three year mega project. So right now. <laughs> You're being like me when I was like, oh, don't worry, guys. Bullet Phase will be out soon, like a year and a half before it actually came out. Yes, I'm exactly being like you right now. <laughs> I've learned don't tease something like till it's done. Yeah, I should have yeah. But yeah, that's cool that you worked on it and it looks yeah. really neat. Yep, yep. Eager to play. Cool. I'll that's play all you've been up to. You play mine. That's, oh, um, my. Anna and I went to Universal. And Again, we left yesterday night because we didn't want to leave Friday night because Anna was feeling sick. But then it turned out she we got on the road and Anna was still kind of feeling sick. 
and then the hotel was overpriced because it was spring break and it was kind of crappy. And then we woke up and late and drove back and there was a bunch of rain and traffic and it was just pretty dreary. So that was the first like disappointing Universal trip. It's like but, the but most you guys depressing go, But you guys story. go, you guys go at, at, like every weekend anyway. So every every like third weekend since we bought the things, yeah. It feels pretty. It's pretty great. <laughs> you can go since we bought the the um, annual passes. We can go pretty inexpensively now. So mm-hmm. since we live in Florida, so we're nearby. But yeah. You know who else lives in Florida? Rick Scott. Yeah, Rick Scott. Uh, Poncho Smith. Biggie and Tupac. Biggie and Tupac. There you go. All right. I guess it's that time then. We're probably going to have to send it over to Rhett. Uh, I played Galaxy the Dimensional. That game is pretty cool. That game is pretty cool and it's really strange. So there's a bit of a saga to this game <laughs> that I'm going to go through because it's, it's been a bumpy ride. Um, so this game came out in August last year, mm-hmm. and I just want to establish a timeline with that first. So it's been out for like six or seven months now, and this is a game where you're a lone spaceship pilot dude whose name is literally ATAC for attack, <laughs> and it's very cheeky like that, and it's got a very heavily like 80s inspired Maycross Gundam style to it, and the coolest thing in the game is that when you pause it, it comes up with VHS tracking lines and like makes like the hum of a VCR. Mm-hmm. And when you go like one menu deeper, it just goes to a blue screen with like this white font that looks exactly like you're in an old VCR menu. So this game's got style and I think it won Johnny bombs best style award. Yeah. So, it's, it's got style in spades. It really, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. So can you're you the can you do the macross thing where you shoot missiles and then they a bunch of missiles at once and then they home in on one enemy? You do shoot like kind of waves of missiles, but I don't think the missiles shoot missiles. But maybe that's an upgrade okay. because this game is actually kind of a roguelike in a weird way. <laughs> so like I do the tutorial and then you get to the your main base and it goes, "This is your main base. If you quit the game at any time, you will lose all your progress." Uh... Um, so the game is divided into seasons that are five episodes each. Mm-hmm. And it goes, if you quit any time, you will restart the entire season. Oh my God. I love if, this game already. If you die, you will restart the entire season. So you're allowed to like kind of do a, in Majora's Mask, like a temporary owl save at that one hub but like once you're playing the game, if you quit, you will restart the entire season. And if you oh. die, you restart the entire season. So you, you can't die. So it adds a ton of tension to this game when it's like everything is on the line like the entire time. And this game is also not very easy. It's very fast and like stuff can kill you pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So... I got to episode 1-4, so the fourth episode in season one, and I died. Mm. And then I found out there is a revival system, but it's very, very uh, limited. Oh. Where as you play, you, get, you collect these coins, mm-hmm. 
And then, like, if you have five coins, you can do a revival with that. So I had eight when I died. But then all of your upgrades are gone until you find them in the level where you die. So you have to go and get them back. So like a corpse run. Yeah. Gotta get them souls back. Mm -hmm. So I'm, like, fucking terrified trying to do this. I'm, like, going back to... Actually, so the levels are actually kind of randomly generated, too, so it's not actually going back to where you died. It's just finding them in the new level. Oh, no. Uh So I find, like, the package or whatever it's called that has all my old stuff in it, and there's, like, a super hard mecha right next to it, (laughs) and I just kind of panicked and ran for it. But I got my stuff back, but I took damage doing it, so I was immediately back to, like, one life. Oh, good. So I'm like... Fucking, oh my god. I'm, and now I know if I die, it's for real this time, because I don't have enough coins to revive. But I actually managed to beat Season 1. Oh, I wow. pulled out from that, <laughs> and then there was a boss at the end, which was like this giant snake dragon thing in space, which was really cool. But it was fucking nerve-wracking, terrifying fighting it. Mm-hmm. I so, can imagine, but like, that's the good kind of nerve-wracking, terrifying, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. So the character's got a really punchable face. Yeah, I don't really like how he looks. He looks better with the helmet. And this game also has a ton of dialogue because, like, every single, like, random enemy and your character are always kind of shit-talking each other or, like, shouting stuff like, my shields are down! Or, like, I'll get you this time in, like, very animated, just cheesy dialogue. Yeah. it's It's very animated and cool, even though you do start to hear the same quips way too many times. Mm hmm. So I got to season two and I'm like, okay, this is like kind of where it really starts where season one is kind of a, a gentle lure. Like gently easing you into like the loop of the game. Mm -hmm. It's cuddling. Yeah. Even though I still almost fucked it up at the end, (laughs) but, uh, I got, so in season two, I'm doing well, or I'm not doing well because I am taking damage and like any damage you take is continues through each episode mm-hmm. and you have to pay salvage to heal it so anytime you take damage you're like oh fuck because that's a permanent thing yeah so i beat the first two episodes in season two and i know this dragon is kind of annoying but i got to two three and i didn't play for like a week because <laughs> i just kind of fell off and went into other stuff mm-hmm. and when i came back I went back into 2-3, and the first enemy killed me. Ah! <laughs> and I wasn't even mad, because I was just like, yeah, I kind of saw that coming, because the controls in this game are pretty elaborate. Like, it uses all four face buttons and all four, four shoulder buttons. Mm-hmm. Like, you have a fucking ton of maneuverability. There's, like, a strafe button, a back Moving backwards, moving forwards, boosting forwards, shooting, grappling, missiles, transformation, sword, shield, like... This, this game kind of like... Yeah, it's kind of like a really weird... Like, like the puzzle of figuring out the battlefield Halo mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. You also can transform your ship into, like, a giant mech, like a Gundam robot, and... I think that's kind of what got me killed because I'm not quite sure what that thing is good for yet because you have to get right next to up to enemies mm. and that can be very deadly because you can grab onto stuff and just straight up punching them, which yeah. is cool. But like 
in general now, I like to hang back and just snipe at guys with the lasers. That's the, much the, there. the melee system kind of reminds me of uh, another game uh, that I played. It's an early access called Cryptarch. And it's got like a melee system as well, but you have to get close to use it, obviously. But it's just like yeah. all of the enemies are just constantly firing at you. Ugh. So it's just like I don't really understand how I'm expected to use the mm-hmm. melee system effectively. Yeah, this is kind of like that where I think you can like deflect bullets with your sword mm-hmm. and you have a shield that you can bring up. But like... What I think is the most effective thing is just shooting out like a grapple beam towards ships and pulling them towards you so you can start punching them. But while you're pulling them, you can't bring your shield up. Mm-hmm. So if they shoot at you and then you grab them towards you, that sh- that shot is still moving towards you and you'll get hit. Yeah. So I prefer just using the spaceship form. But so now I'm going to go into the timeline of this game a bit. So it came out on PS4 in August. And then it came out on Steam... In October, a couple yeah. months later. Yeah. But there was a mode they added to the Steam version that was not ever added to the PS4 version. Mm. And the game also promised Season 5, and Season 5 never happened. Oh. So now we're like six months later. It's, uh, it's March now, and Season 5 still isn't there. And people are just like, what is going on? Is this game abandoned? And I actually found a post on the Steam forums from the developers that says, our sincere apologies for taking so long, everyone. We've learned the hard way to never, ever promise free additional content. This has been a huge blow for us. Over the course of the creation of the DLC, we lost our main engineer, who was basically single-handedly engineered the entire thing. We moved our remaining lead engineer and studio director to the now main studio in Kyoto, Japan. So, like, they've to sum it up, they've had technical yeah, issues. Yeah, definitely. With, per- with personnel, and the game did not sell as well as they would have liked. Mm. So this is 17-bit. They also made Skulls of the Shogun. Which, which was probably... another game that had a very troubled development history. Mm-hmm. So I really want them to succeed. So it's been... I felt bad after I saw this. But uh, they promised that Season 5 is actually super, super close. Mm-hmm. Because, so, in that time when I took a week off from the game and came back to it, they had actually added arcade mode into the PS4 version. Wow. Which is the thing they had added to Steam when in, in August, or yeah. in October. Yeah, I noticed the arcade made, mode which sounded different from what you were doing. So it only ended up on PS4 in March. So, bit of a delay there. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost surprised that they patched it without season five so far because i thought patches cost money but maybe they do but but i I think that they were part of like sony's little initiative so i'm not sure if like titles that get that kind of help from sony are allowed to just skirt that process or not but my guess would be that they probably either get to slide in patches for no cost at all or they get heavily discounted yeah plus it's a playstation plus game this month yeah so they wanted to put Absolutely. It's a little weird that that patch wasn't there when it went up on Plus, mm-hmm. but it, like a week later, after everybody had to suffer through roguelike mode. Mm-hmm. So what Arcade Mode does is change the death requirement from you restart the entire season to you restart the mission you were on. Oh, that's, that's handy. So it's way more... Approachable. <laughs> yeah. But me... So last night on Twitter, I'm like, oh, look at this casual bullshit they added. yeah. You're and getting then, real smug. I was getting real smug, and then I loaded <laughs> it up and died to the first enemy in 2-3. And, 
I was like, well, that's just because I haven't played in a week. Like, I'll be totally fine. So then, so I start over, still in roguelike mode. I die on 2-1. I start over again. I die on 2-1. And I'm like, okay, maybe I should just play arcade mode now that's there. <laughs> and then in a, in a weird way, like, having that mental, like, safety net, knowing that it's it's going to be fine. I was able to beat 2-1, and then I beat 2-3. And then I died, like, three times on 2-3 again. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, man, this, this game's really hard. <laughs> like, it can just kill you so quickly sometimes. Yeah, it sounds like death is just swift and sudden in that game. Yeah, because when you panic... Brony. Yeah. When you panic and like, I've had some dumb deaths where like I flew into lava and it was like, oh well, yep, I'm instantly dead. <laughs> but like, one enemy hit me with a shot that did did three damage, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of bullshit. Yeah. In a game where you have four health, yeah, and shields, so it did like two, it did two shield damage and one health damage in one hit. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, okay, one hit kill, great, <laughs> good, fantastic. So I, so then I finally get past 2-3, and this morning I'm playing again, and I'm on 2-4 now, and I'm like 15 minutes or so into this mission. I'm like, you know, maybe I'll do Season 3 on roguelike mode. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to get a feel for this. Oh, no. And so I get to the end of this mission, and there's always like three or four to five like enemies waiting for you like at the warp point to exit the mission. Mm-hmm. And I fucking died, and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck this game. Arcade mode it is. <laughs> yeah, that game can just be fucking merciless. It's a game that I want to play, but I'm also yeah. kind of cautious about too. Yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna stick to arcade mode now. <laughs> yeah, it's kind, it's kind of like Hardcore Uprising, where I was just about to say I yeah. don't understand arcade mode being there at all, since Rising mode is fifty times better. Uh huh. Yeah. And the thing I've noticed, like, having to restart these missions over and over now, because I keep dying, Yeah. like, I'm not in love with the roguelike elements of this thing, Mm. where it's like, it randomly generates it, but, like, not enough changes, really. Like, it's all just kind of, like, space battles. Like, there isn't a whole lot of diversion in the level designs that they give you. So it's like, I like it as an action game, but maybe less as like a randomly generated, like, it's no Isaac, definitely. Because like, all the power-ups I've gotten have been like the same every time, where it's never like, oh, I got Uh some crazy thing that changes the game. It's just like, no, you got the spread shot now, and you always get the spread shot. Spoiled by Isaac. Yeah. And I mean, like, a roguelike where the power-ups are kind of the same every time can work, that's what Splunky is. Mm -hmm. But Splunky Mm -hmm. has like, incredible level design on replays yeah yeah like no matter what the level design you get is usually always pretty good yeah and this because it's just fighting spaceships in zero gravity like there's Mm. not as much they can do with level design to change that up yeah and like throw Uh, some debris in or weird things like that but it's it's not really as exciting as you know solid ground to stand on Mm. and things like that which is more impressive when you're randomly generating it as well yeah the debris in this game can be a fucker. Like, in World 2, like, there's these pieces of, like... I'm not sure what you'd call it, but, like, one end has a spark on it, and it'll just cut through your shields instantly. Lovely. But you can also throw it at enemies and, like, one-hit them. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so the grapple on the 
mecha mode is pretty cool. If you see like explosives in the arena, you can just throw them at them. But you also got to be careful not to shoot it when you're right next to it. So that's that's, awesome. That's Galaxy. I hope season five is a thing Mm -hmm. eventually. But it's also like the story in this game is like super thin. And that's another thing you realize when you're replaying missions is that it's just like generating kind of like these. Yeah. It's it's pulling from a very set number of things in a pool Mm -hmm. that are like, this is what the story is going to be about a B and then C. It's even like almost less than that where like you and your kind of main comms girl have like a couple sets of dialogue at the start of the mission and a couple sets of dialogue at the end of the mission. Mm hmm. For like these random generally randomly generated ones where it's like, we've got to get the data cube to do the data cube thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> I got the data cube. Let's or move the satellite over here. Like Let's go do the data cube thing. Yeah. It's not it's not that bad. It's it's cheeky though. And like mm-hmm. I think your first time in each episode, like they will have dialogue written for that specific one. It's mm-hmm. but like the story is pretty thin. Yeah. But it's it's a cool game though, and I'm really glad they got arcade mode onto PS4 because almost certainly I would not be able to beat season two without it. Yeah, it's turning the sound that way anyway. Yeah, or it would just be so difficult. I think I would give up because I got other games to play, <laughs> like Isaac. Yeah, and only lots, Isaac, lots Isaac ever. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac's pretty cool. I had... This guy is on Isaac every time I look at Steam. That's not know. true. No, it's it's very true. Every time I looked at Steam in the last week and a half. You have had interesting times of looking then because I'm always on PSO2. Oh. Well, I but guess I've just... Yes, I've had a lot of good Isaac runs. I've been doing the triple crown thing to get Polaroid Oh, hits. I see. Yeah. I keep saying Polaroid when I mean Post-it. Post-it. Filled out. Yeah, yeah that's... That game is funny, though, when it's like, oh, this is a mediocre run, and then I get something like Satanic Bible, and it's like, okay, I guess I'll do Hush, and then Mega Satan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quad shot, Ipecac. Here we go. Gonna be a run. It'd be a good one. I got Ludovico Technique. This runs balls. Oh, look, I got Death's Touch. Oh, look, I got, oh. Oh, look, I got Quad Shot. Okay, <laughs> this is pretty good now. Is this from experience? Yeah, I, I've yeah. got to run. I've got to run on YouTube. That is exactly that. Oh uh, yeah. I don't think I have Death's Touch unlocked yet. That's one of the challenge mode unlocks, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah I've kind of been ignoring that. Uh, yeah, because you've done most of them already. Like challenges, on the, P- no. on the PS4 version. Oh right. Yeah, yeah like I you've haven't. done them already, so like going back and doing them is kind of novel at this point. It's kind of boring is yeah they're not like they're pretty cool your first time around but then Mm -hmm. you don't ever go back to them kind of like greed mode once you wax off greed mode like i don't see myself wanting to play greed mode anymore did you say story missions and challenges there's challenges oh yeah one of them's like called solar system and it starts you with like a bunch of flies that around you Mm -hmm. is is, like kind of like Mega Man powered up challenges type deal mm-hmm. they're like preset things if that's what mm-hmm. you mean so yeah they like, start you with like weird loadouts but then won't give you items during the run yeah i like brains yeah. like brains is my favorite you just like here here's five bob's brains have <laughs> oh, fun God. it's a good challenge i love it because i like bob's brain 
You're, you're the only one. I am the only person who likes Bob's brain, but I like Bob's brain. I like the one where you have whatever B the bomb is and pyro. So you just oh. walk up to enemies and explode. Yeah. <laughs> that was real fun. Yeah. Uh, as far as other games go, I've been playing Tales from the Borderlands. Mm, yeah. How is this? It's pretty good. I mean, I've heard this game like really hyped up as like a masterpiece. I'm not sure um, I'm on train that train well, it's yet. It's no Minecraft story mode. Oh god! <laughs> You're right. It is no Minecraft story mode. It's still it's still good. Boom! But I, I actually have no idea what that thing is. But it didn't seem very good. But yeah, this is a Telltale game set in the Borderlands universe. You know, guys, everybody's favorite. That that really dense, nuanced world of Borderlands. Yeah, it's weird because this feels like them actually really trying to oversell that universe because it also came out right around the time as pre-sequel yeah pre-sequel and there's one of the characters in it is from pre-sequel and then just the whole handsome jack thing is weird to me like he died at the end of two and he's in this even though it takes place afterwards Mm -hmm. that's it's 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 strange but like the main gimmick in this kind of is that you control two different characters like as the story desires Mm -hmm. so there's a real cool kind of set piece early on in episode one where you do a scene with one character and then you you skip back in time to take control the other character and then you find out that she was watching that first scene from afar so it's kind of like the choices you made in that one are showing up in her point of view Mm -hmm. when you do it the second time like I thought that was co- kind of cool conceptually. It's it's kind of a different way of presenting that whole choices thing that Telltale goes for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then the whole conceit of the thing, on a like a macro scale, is that these two characters have been like captured by some mysterious character, and they're relaying the story to him. And then like sometimes something really ridiculous will happen, and it'll cut back to them and go. One of them will look at the other and be like, "That's not how it happened. What are you talking about?" <laughs> Because, like, there's one part where, like, she's like, oh, yeah, and then I jump-kicked this bullet out of the air, and it hit a bandit in the head, and they're like, no, that didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) That's And, yeah, there are some... I I want to see somebody jump-kick a bullet out of the air (laughs) and hit somebody in the head, though. (laughs) I just made that up out of the top of my head, but what actually happened was, like, as equally ridiculous. Maybe it was they kicked a grenade or something. Yeah. And then blew somebody's head off. And they were like, that, that that's not what happened. She's still alive. <laughs> but, yeah, there are some good action set pieces in this thing. And it's kind of interesting seeing, like, normal people in the Borderlands world, which is just completely nutso. Yeah. But... It's good. Like I, I'm, I finished episode three the other night, so I've got two left. So at this point, you're sold on it actually being good, just maybe not like masterpiece yeah. yet. Yeah, definitely. From was... someone who's from someone who's finished it, it does kick up like at, oh. uh, around four, episode four. That's good to hear. Yeah, because I, was... I I got it as I got I, I'm I feel like I'm the only I feel like I'm the outsider because I'm a fan of the Borderlands series for the most part. Um, 
it's not original, but I love the comedy in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like episodes one through three, like I almost gave up on it, and then I gave four a chance. And four is just I love four. Oh really? <laughs> I love four for one joke. Oh, oh. Well, well that's a weird reason to. <laughs> I love no, no, this no, whole it's... piece of work for one little thing. <laughs> no, okay. Um, no, no. Don't tell me I... though, please. <laughs> okay. Ha- have you played the? Uh, have you played Borderlands Two? Yeah. Have you played the expansions? Uh, I played Tiny Tina's. Okay. Dungeon so thing. Basically, the thing about Four is it feels like there's a lot more people that are knowledgeable about the series that are working on it. Oh, okay. So they're more like in tune with where this series feel and humor come from. Because Borderlands, uh, Tales from the Borderlands happens before the... Uh, Borderlands the pre-sequel is really weird because it takes place before and after 2. Mm-hmm. So oh, you're really? Play- yeah, you're playing the game... Uh, that happens before episode before Borderlands Two, but the story is told from a place that is after episode or Borderlands Two. So this game happens before that. So it's the it's the prequel to pre sequel in a way. <laughs> oh my god! It, yeah, but <laughs> but basically, it's really interesting because Borderlands uh, the pre sequel, a lot of it t- actually makes sense with like the timeline that um tells from the borderlands gives um and but it's like it's more funny when it's clear that the people who are writing it actually know something about the game other than hey we're in a dystopian future hey handsome jack is this huge asshole and he's funny um and i think four is sort of the shining moment where that actually is or it starts to be like okay well people are actually working on this that actually know about the game once maybe they finally finished playing the games after episode three <laughs> um and they were like oh crap what did we do hmm. well i will definitely finish it up pretty soon there was there was a really ga- great gag in episode three where they were acting like you were gonna have to choose if a character lived or died and then no they were they were fine but like they made <laughs> you make that choice and I'm like, I'm not going to let you die. And then, oh, yeah, you're fine. Cool. <laughs> and they're like, Sasha will remember that. No. Oh. <laughs> I hate I, I hate that. Like, this was, I guess, my first modern Telltale game because it's like I played Sam and Max. Uh-huh. I haven't played any other, like, uh, Telltale game other than that. Uh-huh. And so it's like, I played for episode one. And, like, it's just like, Sasha will remember that. It's like, what? What? Why? What does this have to do with anything? Yeah, I always, I no I always like when I play Telltale games, or at least modern ones, which basically just The Walking Dead. I turn yeah. those notifications off because they I don't let don't you anymore. Play. That's so stupid because that I just ruins it. I know. I think it does too, but they don't. I don't think they let you turn it off in the others I've played, which were The Wolf Among Us and Walking Dead Season Two. Mm. So I'm just like, why change it for like the one, one that for the for the sequel to the same game, though. That's yeah, right? Weird. Like, Walking Dead? Yeah. yeah. I'm Ugh. pretty sure there's no option anymore to turn it off, which is annoying, because it's, yeah, it takes... It makes it feel more like a video game. Yeah, and that's not why I want to play a game like that. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to feel like a video game. Yeah. 
And just the impression I get is that Tales from the Borderlands, it feels like it's not even going to really acknowledge those choices you make anyways. Right. Even though there was one character that died, and I'm like, oh man, did they die because of something I just said? Like, maybe I could ask Nate here. Um, Does Vasquez die no matter what in, like, episode two or three? Yeah. Okay. No matter what. Okay. Um, But again, Telltale is able to obfuscate those choices enough to where... It's it creates the illusion of choice, mm-hmm. and they do it really well. That mm-hmm. was definitely that one got me because it was like you got the option to throw one character under the bus, basically. And I picked this guy, and then he immediately got shot, and I'm like, oh shit, mm. my bad. Even though not really because I hated him, but so yeah, um, that game. I'm trying, to th- I'm trying to think of what his name is. Um... August. No, oh, uh, Vaughn. Oh. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I was, so I played it, and then Nick came in and played over my first episode uh, before episode four was done. So all those um, choices have been overridden. But like, he just like lost. He just lost it when he uh, started seeing Vaughn. Uh, I think it was episode two when they're in the desert and Vaughn takes off his shirt. Oh yeah. Um. And Nick was just like, oh my god, why can't you be like that? And <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I divorced him. Uh, <laughs> Vaughn, I, I think my favorite character is Vaughn because he seems the least annoying out of the new characters. And yeah, he's, by comparison. He's a, he's a normal mm-hmm. guy. And, then and he's Chris like, Hardwick. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Even though his voice sounds a lot like, um, what's his name from, uh, I'm, I'm just going to start talking because I don't remember. It's like Will Forte or something like that. One of the SNL guys. One of those guys. Yeah, they're all the same. Yeah, basically. You've seen one SNL guy, you've seen them all. <laughs> you're all Will Ferrell down deep. That's what, that's what Trump would say. You've seen one, you've seen them all. I've, I've seen these, these Saturday Night Live guys. They're, they're up in New York and they're... They're live. They're live in it. See these guys. I got nothing against New York. Believe me, I got nothing against. New- they're a great town. But have you seen these <laughs> SNL guys? Have you seen these guys? You see these guys, right? They're, they're like the, the jokes that they're gonna make. They're gonna be like funny, but they're gonna be funny to them, and they're not really gonna be funny. But you have to think <laughs> about it. And then, and then it's funny. You know, it's like New York is the best place ever. It's got pizza. It's got me, Donald Trump, and it's got Saturday Night Live. But really, these SNL guys, you know, you just never know what these guys are thinking. You, you can't trust them. You can't trust these guys. You can't trust them. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you should just... That was a fun little uh, yeah. side uh, sidebar. <laughs> we, we love that guy, really. We have a good time. We, we have fun. He is the best Donald Trump that there has ever been, even though his real name is Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Sorry. <laughs> Galaxy, haven't finished yet. Tales from the Borderlands, haven't finished yet. So you know what I did? What did I you do? Watch- I started watching an anime last night. means I haven't finished it yet. <laughs> Just like a man. Never gonna finish. Is it, is it now and then here and there? Well, if you had the... Oh, is that the show that kind of didn't get finished? No. <laughs> It's a show that's, that's really a... sad. That's all I know about it. Yeah. It's by like Grey with the Fireflies guy. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's, it's really sad, and uh, a lot of my friends that I've lent them the DVD haven't finished because they don't want to finish it. <laughs> They're afraid it's just going to be overly depressing at the end. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good call. So what anime did you start and not finish, Rhett? Uh, it is called Your Lie in April, and I it's, have no idea why it's called that. It's not April yet. It is. It's April in the show. You picked a bad time to start watching this show, right? I'm gonna yeah. veto. You did not watch this show. I'm gonna veto <laughs> it. Okay. Uh, so this was a show. <laughs> you had to like stop and think. Wait a minute. Is she for real? Like, am I really not getting this choice? <laughs> so that's why I tried to just barrel through and be like, "No, we're talking about this." <laughs> uh, so this is a show I wanted to watch for a while. Like, it was on my radar. Because mm. there's so little good anime that anything good now is, like, blasted to the high heavens like kind of One Punch Man was. Where, like, everyone's like, you got to watch this show. It's not shit. I swear to God. Anime anime can be good again once in a while. Yeah. Uh, so I was planning on watching it. And then I happened to be on Netflix last night. And, oh, they just added it in, in March. Nice. In, instead of April for some reason. That would have been way more appropriate. Yeah. They lied in March. Well, what if the lie is at the what is what if the lie is like at the end of the series, like hypothetically from someone who hasn't watched it? <laughs> Basically, me. If like if I was going to release it in March and it was going to be called Your Lie in April, it'd be building up to this big lie at the end, which would like be the first week of April. There you go. Boom. Boom. Or the lie is that it's actually in March. Maybe it takes place over a year. You don't know. So yeah, I have no idea what the deal with the title is, but uh, God, I'm kind of lost. Uh, this is a show about a kid who used to play piano, and then his mom died, and he stopped playing piano because he kind of got oh. like post-traumatic stress and stuff. Like he mm-hmm. just kind of broke down mentally. But then you find out later that like his mom was like one of those live vicarious through their child type people and she was like abusive and shit and like she would hit him and like berate him for not being the best ever so so it's two years later he's kind of moved on and god it's hard to explain the show um it's kind of trying to be a romance as well there's a guy and a girl and like there's the childhood best friend and then there's the mysterious blonde girl who plays violin and she's kind of decided to get him back into playing the piano Mm -hmm. and he has like a huge crush on her oh so right now it's really kind of focusing on him playing piano again but i'm only a third in i'm sure the romance Uh stuff will pick up towards the end right and the show like comes incredibly highly rated and like recommended where like right now it's like number 14 of all time on my anime list jeez which is like Shows don't tend to get that high. Not that usually. Yeah. Shows that aren't sequels are like a hundred episodes long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So people really, really like this show, and it has a really like quality production to it, where it's like it looks really good, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And uh-huh. like the, the character art, like they have lips and noses and shading. It almost kind of looks like an 80s show, like, with the character details. Like, it looks really good. Yeah, like, that's something that you don't see a lot these days. Most anime is pretty flat. Mm -hmm. Uh Yeah, it's definitely not that. And I actually thought it was the character designer from 
oh, what's that show? Eden of the East. Like uh-huh. It kind of looks similar to that, but apparently mm-hmm. it's not. It's a different mangaka. Mm-hmm. And I think this is their only big work so far. Mm-hmm. So I happen to be looking up their page on my anime list. And the show ended about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And there was a comment on that page that kind of sums up the vibe I've gotten from this show where somebody just posted, it's been a year since you ruined my life. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so this show's going places. I've heard this show goes places. Sounds like it. Because the Neo, I first saw it in the, in the NeoGAF thread and it had gotten bumped when the show was a year old and people were like, I could never watch this show again after what it did. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Nate, have you seen this show? No, but I want to. <laughs> I want to so bad right now. <laughs> we broke Nate. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's just something about that quote. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was pretty great. I'm like, oh, man, this show sounds like it emotionally destroys people by the end. I, I want and to I get don't know how right now. I definitely <laughs> just to watch that. So maybe in a few days, you'll see me freaking out on Twitter or something. <laughs> oh, next, no. next episode. Rhett's going to be crying. Tune in. <laughs> I, I, I want to watch it so bad right now. I'm crying. That was beautiful. (laughs) So that's what I've been up to. (laughs) That's what Rhett's been up to. All right. Well, as uh, as we do, we have a, like as I said, last couple episodes, we've been running with it. People seem to enjoy it. This is a new segment on the old Socks cast. It's called Butt Steam, where I take the worst the internet has to offer from NeoGAF, the Steam forums, or wherever, and I read it here with very little reaction because this is the kind of stuff that I, it's just fun to share how generally stupid people can be. Uh, and if you would like to contribute to butt steam, either send me a link to the post or you can screenshot it. Uh, you can shoot that out to Polly at socks, make people sexy.net. But, um, uh, this episode's submission comes from somebody who I believe actually just eats shit out of a dumpster. Um, and I don't mean that they go dumpster diving and found a hamburger and like Eureka. I mean, they, I mean that they actually literally look for shit as in like baby diapers and stuff. And they and they eat that from the dumpster. I thought you were going to say, but not in a bad way. No, no, no. In a totally <laughs> bad way. In a totally bad way. Um, so this is a bit of a kerfuffle kicked up by a Steam user because uh, uh, there, there's a character in uh, Ubisoft's new game called The Division uh, who has the following line in conversation with the player after they've been talking for a while. I guess a joke is made before she says this. Uh, and she says, <clears throat> my wife always says I'm better with pathogens than people. <laughs> so... Huh. This, this is uh, the post that resulted from this one line of dialogue. Uh, <clears throat> uh, it's, it's from uh, Steam user eats shit out of the dumpster. <laughs> Why is Dr. Candle a lesbian? Don't worry, not spoilers. <clears throat> 
Why does she ha why does she take the time to tell me she's a lesbian? Why does it even matter? Why, Ubisoft? Gotta mute those diversity quotas. Why the fuck is it, in the middle of the goddamn apocalypse, a woman whom I've respected for her deeds and intelligence has to go ahead and tell me for no fucking per pertinent reason that she has an ex-wife and is a lesbian? And she didn't actually say ex-wife in the line as far as I'm seeing, it's hmm. just wife. <clears throat> it doesn't change my opinion of her at all. It certainly doesn't sound like it, by the way. Uh, <laughs> it has no goddamn bearing on the story at large. <clears throat> Don't you realize, along with Tumblr and whoever the fuck else, this is actually patronizing to lesbians to have their major life choices trivialized by for affirmative inclusion? What? Maybe <laughs> if my character was a woman and there was some sort of attraction between us, but to just randomly inform the agent that she likes women just to have a lesbian in the main cast is stupid. I'm looking forward to saving a Muslim transgender pansexual Undertale survivor who sexually identifies as Yamiyuki from Yu-Gi-Oh! as the first DLC. That, okay, that I have to admit, really I goes... like Undertale survivor. I, I, I think I, my brain broke. That post really goes places at the end. I think that it's just so funny that it's just like, the character doesn't go out of her way to mention it, you're talking and you're having a conversation with a character. And when you talk with people, I don't know if you've noticed this about even just this podcast, but when you talk about things together with people, your life inadvertently kind of gets involved in that conversation. And like, hey, I might offhandedly mention I have a wife. Like, yeah, but yeah. this guy's but this guy's totally not mad about it or anything, by the way. It's, oh, it's, no. It doesn't affect his view of the character at all. And he doesn't like hate gay people or anything. No, no, oh, he's, no. no. Some of my but, best but he doesn't love them people. either. You know, homo, no homo. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. I'm not saying gays are bad, but. And then you can. And then the. Yeah. yeah. What? Like, if it was me, and it was like the apocalypse of the world, mm -hmm. like, and everyone's you know dying of uh, of like uh, radiation or something, from my perspective. You know, I, I, I you might have to like censor this, but it's like I kind of if the world's ending, might as well have a lot of sex, you know. Yeah. And if you just I, if you I, just aren't into it, like if you aren't into the gender, mm -hmm. just put it out there. Be like, hey, John, I'm not into guys with really really nice butts. I'm sorry. I understand. I'm sorry. It's a shame because I'm really into guys who aren't into my really really nice butt. <laughs> God. Let, now, like, look at this affirmative fucking inclusion that we're doing. God damn it. <laughs> so, yeah, that seems to me like people like gay people would like gay and straight people would be like, hey, hey, I am. Um, by the way, I'm gay. By the way, I'm gay. I mean, Twitter's already like that. Yeah. When it's the apocalypse. <laughs> like everybody, yeah. everybody going to be fucking. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you only got so much time before the world implodes or, G or you know, zombie Jesus like comes if, back if, and starts hitting your brain. If there's an apocalypse going on, I'm a straight slut. You know what? You got a body part, you got <laughs> genitals in my mouth, in my hands. I've got orifices for days. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm there. I'm with you. And you'll be in me. Ha! Huh. <laughs> Boom! Rhett, do we have any news? Can I just say one on another thing about that steam sure. but steam though though sure so i saw that mentioned this morning mm -hmm. and i thought that was funny because last night i was playing borderlands the 
you know, the Telltale game. And there's just this casual line where one of the female characters, like, takes a phone call and she's like, oh, that was my wife. Or it was either wife or girlfriend. Uh-huh. But girlfriend. it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, that was cute. And then moved on. No, well, you, I mean, well, why didn't you get I, I didn't, Steam and raise holy hell a big thing on Steam like, I can't believe they made Athena a lesbian. What the hell? Fucking well, female I mean, lesbians. Jesus Christ. She was I, a lesbian in, in Borderlands pre-sequel, though. So, yeah, like, I haven't played that, really, though, so this was just... Yeah, I was just like, like, oh, okay. It's established in Borderlands pre-sequel, not only is the main, char- main character, quote-unquote, the first character that you can choose as for the first class is a woman, but she's also a lesbian. And another character in there, uh, which is the scooter of Borderlands pre-sequel, is also lesbian, and they're together, kind yeah. of, sort of. So that was like but a cute little throwback yeah. to uh, Borderlands yeah. 2, or Borderlands pre-sequel. It's yeah. like they actually played the game. Huh. <laughs> but, but just yeah. the way in the Telltale game, it's just a casual thing. Just she just that says, and, and that's really deal. all this sounds like. It's just like yeah, yeah. casually mentions it because, like I said, if you're having a conversation with people, things like your personal life might come up. That's not all that fucking crazy. Because if a See, woman just said my husband or my boyfriend, like no one would think anything of it. No, not at all. But you know, this is this because that's normal. This is affirmative inclusion. This has yeah. got to stop. I mean, affirmative I... inclusion. Holy, I've never seen <laughs> that before. This is gamer apartheid. Oh my! <laughs> I'm waiting for that somebody to say that. I'm pretty sure someone in GamerGate already has. I'm pretty, and just going off of Twitter again, I feel like I feel like if you actually talk to any gay people, and and anybody with queer sexualities, it gets brought up. A lot. Yeah, like, it's like, so, I'm not like, bringing up the fact that I'm gay because I want, air, uh, I'm like, look at how gay I am. That's not it. That's not it at all. It's just, we're talking. We're having a conversation. My personal life probably going to come up unless uh, we're having a really boring mechanical conversation. See, I mean, the most awkward thing is when your friends get really like, uh, I had a friend who's like heavily Christian. He's like my best friend from growing up. Mm-hmm. And, like, yesterday he asked me, like, if his ass looked okay. Okay. <laughs> and he's got a wife and, like, two kids. I'm like, why, why do you care? And so it's like, I want that in a game. I want people to be upset about that. It's like, why would this character ask me when I'm a, when, uh, like, what his ass looks like? And I'm just like, I don't know. It looks like an ass. It's not John Thayer's or anything, but it's, it's, it's a butt. <laughs> That's what I tell people. <laughs> It's not you say it's not John Thayer's. Probably yeah, not John Thayer's ass, but hey, but the problems nice. that butt has, Nate. The problems that butt has, you don't even know. It has alimony payments. <laughs> oh, are we? T- it's got butt problems. Oh, problems. God. oh, yeah. We haven't brought this up. That's that was the tooth joke earlier. Yeah. Is that I have is that I have celiac disease. So anytime I accidentally have gluten, I just poop a lot. Lots of poop. And he blows up the toilet every time. They have to get... Oh, I thought we were talking about my friend. No, we were talking about... Well, Uh, you talked about John's butt. I I mean, my butt came up. And again, these kind of things, I'm not just shoving in... I mean, I'm sorry (laughs) if I'm just shoving in the fact that I I have celiac. Great, now we've got to have celiac affirmative inclusion. Oh, my God. (laughs) First, first you were just shoving your butt in people's faces, and now it's celiac. I will not tolerate these SJW tirades. 
They people cite that. I think the people cited that with read only memories as being like a thing of an SJW bullshit was be, letting you eat gluten free or eat vegetarian. It's like it's a fucking yeah. RPG kind of experience. If you want to experience that world and enjoy it the way you'd want to enjoy it, as if you were in it, it makes sense that that question would be there. I'm making a note right now, just so you know, that uh, when I play in John's next game, which will hopefully be on Mac, please. Probably not. Uh, he uses Game Maker. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I make think a note. Can, technically, but also Macs are, Apple is horrible. So, like, just trying to get it, they have, like, really intense security things going on and security, like, credentials for software to run. And you can not have that, but... I just don't feel like dealing with it, and I need to like borrow a Mac in order to compile it all. And most of my games don't compile anymore because Game Maker's updated, and they and some yeah. of the features don't work now. Like Fugitive has not compiled for ages, and I That's tried. a bummer. I actually tried fixing it, and I broke the final boss. Whoops! And <laughs> I did actually want to go back and fix Quarantine so I could make a um, source for that. But yeah. It's hard to do that. Any, anyway, I, I, anyway, I just made a note that uh, after playing game, say that it was good, but I wish you wouldn't shove your celiac disease in my face while playing it. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and that is Butt Steam, ladies and gentlemen. Again, if you got something you want to submit to Butt Steam, send it to Polly at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. Oh my god, Polly. What? Butt Steam is just like a fart. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look. You You're not wrong. Part. You're not wrong, John. You're not wrong. <laughs> I bet you do that a lot too when you eat gluten too. You probably have a lot of bad farts. Uh, a lot of bad butt steam. Kind of like the farts where it's like it's like you don't know if it's going to be a poop or a fart, so you better go get on the toilet just in case. Yeah. Right. Rhett, do we have any news? Okay. Do you want the good news or the bad news? I want all the news at once. Like, well, which say it all at sure. once. Here, what's the bad news? <laughs> Here, whisper the bad news to me, and then I'll say the bad news while you say the good news. Yeah, like let John deliver. No, 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 okay, no. okay. What's the bad news? Bad stories. Um, first bad news is that Microsoft has basically shut down Lionhead, who made the Fable games. That is a bummer for all involved, and... but I didn't like the Fable games, so. <laughs> <laughs> But they also made weird. they also made black and white and the movies though. It wasn't just the uh, Fable games. But they've been on Fable for a long time. It seems like well, yeah. Well, it's like it's like the same reason. As soon as Microsoft buys a company, they basically will make the same game over and over again. It's the same thing that happened to Rare, kind of. Mm-hmm. Well, Rare didn't Connect make Sports. any games. Oh yeah. Connect Sports or Connect Adventure, and now they're making a pirate ish game thing that actually looks good maybe maybe this whole microsoft thing kind of seems to like it ties into they might be getting out of games in a weird way because that there's that whole windows universal program whatever it's called thing where like xbox one games are gonna be xbox or windows 10 games and like you basically streaming kind of service thing Mm -hmm. it seems like they're just might be kind of giving up on xbox one well, I mean, look, it's been yeah. underperforming quite a bit, so... Yeah. Xbox One still, you know, out there? I thought they replaced it, like, with nothing. 
I don't know a single person that owns an Xbox One. I don't. Yeah. I don't either. That's pretty much it. Um, other bad news is that Riot Games, the makers of League of Legends, bought yep. Radiant. They bought Radiant Entertainment, which was Seth Killian's studio. Yep. And they immediately killed Rising Thunder. That's a oh. real shitty bummer because the buzz around Rising Thunder seemed pretty all right. Mm. So here's the possible good news from that is that Rising Thunder, the big problem people had with it, is that the character design was super boring. It oh, was just yeah. robots. It was just really boring robots. Yeah. So what if they take Rising Thunder and reskin it with League of Legends characters if like you put Jinx? J- if you put Jinx in there, guess what? I'm buying going day one. Going eSports. I'm going eSports day one. I will be streaming 24-7. <laughs> Don't make promises that you can't keep. They're not going to put Jinx in it. I, if Jinx is in it, I'll eat a fucking hat. Who else would they put in? I like, don't know shit about that game besides Jinx. That's all I know about League of Legends, and I'd yeah. like to keep it that way. Really? Oh, well, I know, the, I know that I know the lady that's that, that that's chasing Jinx because she's a criminal, and then there's a cop lady, and I only know her because I saw them in a porny comic together, and it was kind of hot. Is that V? I hmm? know V. Jinx. Yeah, I think it's V. Yeah, she has like big gauntlets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks like a fighting game character, basically. Yeah, there was a there was a porny a porny uh, oh, comic that I wa- that I uh, that I read through three or, three or four times, <laughs> and it was pretty good. Um, so, yeah. In related notes for that, I just searched for the uh, trailer, and the first uh, connected video was the shirts come off Evo twenty fifteen, and it's just a video of shirtless guys playing a video game. That's basically Evo. You had to be there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a moment. Pandering to that gaze. But yeah. Pandering not, not that the gaze. Not the gaze, but that the gaze. G-A-Z-E. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I meant the gay gaze. The gay gaze. The gay gaze. It's so problematic. It's always there, too. Anyway. Just, yeah, I just saw... Rising Thunder. <laughs> it seemed really neat because it was kind of like, it felt like the next step after Dive Kick, where it was going to really simplify inputs and just have one button specials. Mm-hmm. And people were saying it was like the first time a game had done one button specials really well. Yeah. And like people really like the alpha and now it's being shut down and it sucks. Yeah. So it's probably going to, well, there was, there's been talk of like a League of Legends fighting game and they even did like an April Fool's joke. I want to oh, say. Re- oh, of that, so like the very like the fact that you know like they might be getting some of those cool uh, cooler character designs and stuff. Yeah, um, that that might actually be really cool, and that would probably it's... actually do that studio a lot more good than Rising Thunder might have. Yeah, it's just like why would you buy a fighting game studio if not to have them make a fighting game? Yeah, yeah, but and if I... you're gonna, you know, especially when you've got a mind like Seth Killian behind it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I hope it's similar to Rising Thunder because I think that actually would be a good fit because I think that had like kind of the toolbar cooldown yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. For, so, it's so, so it really kind of like when you look at what's MMO going on here. Or, yeah. So when you look at what's going on here, it very much looks like it's going to be a League of Legends fighting game, and I'm going to play Jinx, and then I'll probably just watch her pretty animations and not really play it at all. Just watch her pretty gyrating <laughs> animations. Oh yeah, yeah. But, and then, but, an even but, better news. 
Trails in the Sky the Third has been announced for PC. That's so <laughs> weird. I remember us thinking that wasn't going to happen, and now Trails in the Sky the Third is now going to happen. So that's Woo. pretty cool. So the whole trilogy is finally actually going to see US release. The whole trilogy is available on PC. Yeah. The bummer of this is that they said PSP I won't be at able first. To play it. Yeah, they, they said, said PSP. PSP at first. And then immediately we're like, oh, wait, wait, no, 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 sorry, PC You're, only. Yeah, it's PC only. Okay. So, John, you cannot play this on your Vita. John has a Vita, by the way. I'm not sure if yeah. we've actually mentioned that on the podcast or not. Oh, that was the biggest bummer. I went to Universal, and then I tr- went to plug in the Vita for them to charge it, and it was dead. And I grabbed a laptop charger instead. <laughs> So I played it Channel on the C4. Vita okay. means life. How could it be dead? Boom. Boom. Wait, we say Vita and not Vita. I, I was just saying. Say it. I'm sorry? I was just thinking about this earlier today. The British people say, um, like not Rainiac, say uh, um, vitamin, right? Yeah, vitamin. Wait, really? Jesus. Yeah. yeah. We say vitamin and we say vital. So they say vital too, right? They don't say vital. Because if they did say Vittle, then you could say, I'm Vittle as a fiddle. They play us like a damn Vittle fiddle. <laughs> Is that all the news we got, Rhett? Uh, actually, there's a quick fourth one they announced. Uh-oh. It's another Neptunia <laughs> game. Oh, yeah. There, here we go. Cyber Dimension, Cyber Dimension Four Goddesses Online. It's about goddamn time it happened. I don't know what the hell that's going to be. All they have is a logo be, so far. Yeah, it's... it's Neptunia is not going away, folks. In fact, oh, yeah, Neptunia the... Action U is coming out uh, later this month. Yeah, on Steam. It's kind of weird that that's the first spinoff to land on Steam. I thought that Hyper Devotion Noir would be, because I think as far as release date goes, that one Noir was came first. out first. Yeah, yeah, and I guess the producing perfection might be just gone because nisa published that one yeah yeah and they seem to have cut all ties with any of that stuff yeah and producing perfection sounds like yeah it's also the one anyway we're not bummed about missing yeah we're not bummed about missing that one we don't need no dancing all night (laughs) you said it was dancing for 30 minutes dancing for 30 minutes more than like yeah um so is that all the news we have yes do we have any questions? We do. Because if you got questions, you know what they can do with those, Rhett? They can shove them right <laughs> up their stupid email clients and send them off to podcast at SoxMakePeopleSexy.net or shoot a line over to at SMPS underscore updates and uh, ask us a question there. Rhett, where's our questions? Okay, Raquel writes in, are there any IPs you think deserve more attention? Any IPs that you think are talked about too much? Mm. Um, I'd like to see Mother Three come over here. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see Mother Three come over here. Ooh, I mean, it's really probably. Nice. I mean, Mother Three probably is going to come over eventually. They finally got uh, Earthbound Zero or whatever it was, and then, then to they come got, over but, here. They um, but um, Earthbound onto Wii U Virtual Console, or maybe that was before that. But they're putting it up. They Earthbound might put was it on before. The... Yeah, Earthbound was before on Wii U yeah. Virtual Console. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's coming to 3DS as well. New, yeah. That might be coming to 3DS. New 3DS, by the way. Not 3DS. Uh, it is yeah, the I new know. 3DS, unfortunately. It's such Completely. a bad name, though. 
It is completely different. It is the best 3DS because it has new in the title, so you know that it's not an old 3DS. And it's got <laughs> and it's got and it's got like a right clip thing that you can rub on to move Feels cameras real around. Weird. Yeah, it's really it's got, weird. It's got it's it's gonna have dual joysticks and you can move them around and go all through New York and then you can go to Saturday Night Live. It's, play, it's, it's, it's a dual and play joy Persona clip. Q. Dual joy clip. <laughs> um, my answer would be like every Sega and Konami IP that's dead. I was gonna say so, Contra, yeah. Like yeah. I, I would definitely like Contra. Like they did a fucking tease back in like 2009 or 2010 during one of their pre-taped uh, pre-E3 yeah. shows and. Nothing ever came of it. Like they just did the they just did the fire logo of the C, and nothing ever came of it. And I don't think anything's coming to Konami anymore. No, no. If there's anything that I would want anybody to shut up, not really, because if I don't really care about something, I don't really listen to it. You mm-hmm. know, it's like people. A lot of people would be like, "Oh, Call of Duty." It's like I don't care if somebody plays Call of Duty. It's not taking away anything that I play. I think it's weird when, like, a series that sucks every year, people are, like, shocked it sucks every year. Yeah, that like, is kind of funny. The new Ubisoft game is bad. Yeah. Did you hear y'all? I was just going to say, like, Assassin's Creed is like, are you guys surprised they had a year to make this thing? Like, yeah. of course they're just crapping them out at this point. Um. So this time he's going to be a, uh, let's see, we did Pirates, we did Ninjas, we, we, let's see. He's going to be a, he, he's, he's going to be a, a, a bridesmaid. It's going to be a Saturday Night Live <laughs> cast member. And I got no problem with Saturday Night cast members, by the way. I think they're great guys. I like them a lot. I know oh. a lot of their I know a lot of their fathers. I know a lot of their families. They're good people. But I don't trust them as far as I can throw. Then the division is um just Tom Clancy's Police Violence Simulator. Tom Clancy's Clancy's police violence simulator slash look at us, we can be Borderlands too. Look at our weapon thingies. Gotcha. Yeah. Looter Simulator 2016. Yeah. yeah. I I didn't really realize this until the latest Smash Brothers broke my heart. Um, but Did I mean, everyone I, like that. It broke my heart. Well, and it broke my heart. I don't well, think anybody. Any, I don't think anybody actually likes Smash Brothers. I think <laughs> they just say they like it out of obligation. Well, I mean, like, how is there? I don't think there was anyone that came off of Brawl. And then went to the fourth one, and then was like, "Oh, this is so disappointing." Right. It's dis- It's personally disappointing for me, especially okay. after That's right. it. Because like my favorite character and one of my friends' favorite character, ironically, the guy who uh, keeps posting the Earthbound review, was Ice Climbers. And yeah. with like the final, um, with the final, like this is the final Smash Direct thing. It's like you got to do it. You got to put them in there. They've been like a mainstay, and it's like we get Bayonetta. And I have nothing against Bayonetta, but just like it is another, ironic that your friend you put, <laughs> that likes Earthbound so much likes the Ice Climbers because they're not Earthbound characters. I know, but there, the thing yeah. is, if there was one game from the Nintendo family that I think could transition better into 3D uh, mm-hmm. than some of the other games, especially like with the N64, that would have been a great time to have like an Ice Climbers game because. They could have showed off like the physics, like they did with uh, the test videos for the N sixty four. It's like, look at the draw distance, and what better way to show that than a freaking big ass mountain? He's not wrong. I guess there, there is an allure to jumping up a giant mountain. Yeah, 
I get that. Yeah. Ice Climbers One wasn't Ice Climbers wasn't great, was it? It was yeah, alright. It wasn't that okay. good, but it had like the potential. Like it had a okay. from a technical aspect, it was fairly impressive. Okay. Especially for the technology it was on. Oh yeah, and it was by at a very. St- this is 1985, so. Yeah. By by today's standards, it's it's by far like Final Fantasy has become sort of the series that shows off, quote unquote, the tech like how far we can push technology mm-hmm. as far as like graphics and running smoothly. Ice Climbers kind of has that same appeal because for the time it showed off like how well something could run on the NES yeah. and arcade oh. systems. And like, it it showed it better than like um, Super Mario or Mario Brothers. Yeah. Huh. Um, and like in that sense, like I would love to see another Ice Climbers game. That would be my answer. I never really thought of it that way. Thanks for kind of helping me appreciate Ice Climbers more. That's just <laughs> Which a game. Is why I... It's so sad that they aren't in Smash Four. <laughs> <laughs> like I just bought Ice Climbers on Virtual Console when I was a kid because I recognized them from Melee and then played it for two minutes and then it was like. Ugh. What's this this isn't Smash Brothers at all. Yeah. <laughs> There's no smashing except for my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Any other questions? Um, Sayara writes in, when given something that initially shocks you, visually, audio, whatever, do you immediately shut it off or does it intrigue you? I think intrigue. he's talking about horror games. No, he's talking about death grips. Oh. <laughs> No, nah, I don't know if that's what he's talking about or not. For me, like, when something initially shocks me, I'm usually one to kind of, like, train my eyes or ears on it uh, oh. to the best of my ability. Like, obviously, if it's something like intense gore that is, like, realistic, like, yeah. no thanks. But uh, if there's, you know, you, you, <clears throat> I think we all kind of have that, like, look at a car crash on your, you know, while you're driving by. You've got the whole rubberneck thing going on. Um, but... <clears throat> You know, when something, like, I find challenges my uh, preconceived notions of things, I'm more than likely going to try to push that discomfort level as far as I can go. Gotcha. I kind of assumed he was talking about just sort of something we were talking about the other day with, um, like, the Caligula gross-out um, human centipede, whatever, um, gross-out movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that was really... I don't think Sarah was in that conversation, though. Okay. No, so... But, yeah. Um, I had a little phase of that. My brother was more into it, like, oh, we gotta watch this sick thing. But I don't... Um, I don't see... There's not a lot of stuff that really discomforts me. I just don't really watch those movies because they're bad. <laughs> but... I think I've read a lot of weird uh, manga that kind of pushes that kind of stuff visually. Yeah. So that's kind of the stuff where I've had the be like, what is this? What is this? Look at the car crash vibe. <laughs> yeah. I don't, for some reason I don't mind it in manga, but like real life stuff, I'm like, I'm over that. Like the internet has ruined my mind. <laughs> yeah. It's so just, you've seen some shit. You're just like, yeah. Oh, I never need to see that again. I'm not mm-hmm. looking anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. Real life gore stuff is just the worst. That's, just stop watching. Just stop reading to Tagami or Jinguria Tagami. I can't pronounce his name. Stop reading his work. You don't need to. <laughs> just, just don't. Oh my God! Who is the guy? J- Junji Ito, the yeah, one of the guys. Ito. No, he's the he's the actual good horror. He's oh. the actual good horror fiction. There's another guy, or maybe I'm getting mixed up. That might be the guy. 
um, who I just saw on my Tumblr feed a whole bunch, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty funny. Right. It was like, recommended blog for you. <laughs> and it was just like, gro- wonder why oh, they yeah. say that. Junji Ito is the, um, uh, the der, der, der guy. He's like, actually makes real good comics. I was thinking just shit stuff, <laughs> basically. Gotcha. Gotcha. Tagami makes uh, gay BDSM erotic manga. Ooh. Yeah, I, that, oh. I would be. <laughs> John would be all over that. <laughs> okay. I haven't seen that on his timeline. Any other questions for that? Uh, this one comes in from Eric. Any YouTube, Twitch channels, podcasts you recommend that aren't twitch.tv slash Eric's joystick? Huh. Well, I, How I, about I, Big John? Big John. Uh, uh, his Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash gameJ06. Uh, that guy is endlessly entertaining. Like, and like, I watch. I literally watched the guy for one hour explain the difference between jumping on the flagpole at the end of Super Mario Brothers: The Lost Levels forwards and jumping on it backwards to explain how you could save twelve frames. I watched most of that, and that was fucking crazy. It was and. The guy is just really uh, entertaining as all hell. Uh, even, and, like, he is a great runner of a lot of games. He's primarily known for uh, any, um, for uh, NES Open Tournament Golf and uh, Super Mario Brothers The Lost Levels. But um, and, and he is also very well known for his love of egg rolls, which he sings about every time he goes into an underground stage of, uh, uh, of a Mario game. He's like, do you like an egg roll? <laughs> Do you want a spring roll? <laughs> Do you want a tea or a Pepsi? And then he freewheels like the last part with just random shit. So yeah, the guy's just, uh, and he just did uh, a charity marathon for child's play and uh, by himself in 24 hours, raised like $6,400 or something for them. Did he really do that himself for 24 hours? Cause I yeah. missed the yeah. end. Cause he, I went to sleep. He did the whole wow. thing himself. He played nothing but Mario games and Mario maker for 24 hours. I, I will try and top that. I will play uh, Extreme Sprint 3010 for 24 hours. Wow. Beat that. Ha. Huh. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I think Game Grumps is all right, but I know that Eric watches them already. Um, uh, I throw out a recommendation for Kay Plays on YouTube. Kay Plays is really good. She plays a lot of games through the first time blind. and, uh, and She's very like methodical and insightful on stuff like she really pays attention like she cracked things in fez in like one episode and it was kind of ridiculous yeah like she figured out the language just based on like the opening paragraphs from the hypercube which yeah, like, nobody she, does that. yeah she did uh, uh um, um i can't remember the method she used but she just cracked it like that and was yeah. able. yeah you know, she didn't need like the the dog jumping or the gray yeah, fox jumping a, dog thing. Found a block of text and did it that way, just yeah, very slowly. <laughs> yeah, know? that's that's how I think most of us did it. But she just did it from like the first hyper from like the very wow. first scene in the hypercube. So yeah, K plays is yeah. really awesome. She um, mostly plays the Souls games. Like she's done Dark Souls, Demon Souls, and I think Dark Souls too. Yeah, she's doing Valkyria Chronicles. Yeah, and unfortunately, her video card down, her PC died, and that's why yeah. she hasn't played in like a month. Yeah, that's a real bummer. But yeah, her playthroughs are really interesting to watch because she's so observant and she catches on to things mm-hmm. really fast. Did you uh, watch her her Gone Home playthrough? No. 
Oh, because the last episode of that, she, like, constructed the entire timeline of the game, like, through every single note in the game. Oh, my God. And, and it's kind of crazy. Like, she uncovered stuff about that story I had no idea about. Like, all of the weird stuff that you find, like, like, that you're reading about in conjunction with finding out about, like, the the, the story for, of yeah. the main characters. Yeah. It was mostly about, like, the grandpa might have, like, abused the dad. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot I of had weird stuff. no idea oh, about that Oh, and gone stuff. home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. That was real weird stuff to even just find on your own in game and you could sort of start drawing those parallels, but then they're pointed out to you and it's just like, oh, yes. Oh, so she did the whole timeline and it was very, very interesting. Interesting. Dark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's really all I can think of. Yeah. Is that uh, all the questions we have? Oh, there's two more. Okay. We got two more. Let's go. Yes. Are there any? Cl- this one comes in from Taylor. Mm-hmm. Are there any classic games you'd like to revisit this year? Uh, I'm really gonna give uh, Twilight Princess another go. Oh, <laughs> I just gotta you know get past that really dumb sumo mini game. I saw a post on NeoGaf. It was like, just how could anybody dislike the sumo part? You get to slap Gorons in the face. <sighs> and I'm like, I know one person that hates the sumo part. It's so bad. It's random bullshit nonsense. I believe in you, Polly. I'm going to send my file to Jetstorm (laughs) and just let him do it. I believe in believing. I believe in the miracle of transportable save files. Yours is the sumo minigame that will pierce the heavens. (laughs) I believe the children are the future. You should stream it. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it'd be. I, I could probably get a twenty-four hour stream. Out I was of that. just about to say twenty-four hours charity stream. Polly does. I ain't doing it for games. charity. If I'm do, if I'm streaming twenty-four hours of sumo mini game, I'm keeping the money. Uh, I keep telling myself I'm going to replay Panzer Dragon Saga, but mm-hmm. I don't know when I'm going to get to around to that. Well, so, like, when you I play never... it, I'll probably play it. For what it's worth. Cool. We need it to looks play real Lisa good. Well. I'm sorry. We need to play Lisa as well. Yeah. 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 Lisa looks real sharp because, like, I never finished my Final Fantasy VII playthrough. And I keep telling myself I'm going to finish that, <laughs> and then there's Xenoblade, and I keep telling myself I'm going to finish that. Long games kind of suck. Lisa's yeah. probably not that long. Lisa's yeah. like eight hours, I think. Cool. That's the thing is, like, I keep starting new games instead of finishing the huge ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I started to read only memories because I'm an idiot. Because why not have like ten games in progress at once? That's kind of where I'm at now. Just I've got that Pokemon file. I've got Etrian Odyssey. <laughs> I've got Final Fantasy Tactics, and I still want to go back to Sweet Home. But I did drop Secret of Mana. I dropped Jack and Daxter. Um, I dropped a couple other things. I decided, okay, I'm fine if I don't ever go back. If I don't beat TIS 100, because <laughs> that game gets bewilderingly hard. I was fine that- dropping Space Chem. You reminded me what I was going to say earlier, and I froze up because I couldn't remember. Yeah? I I never beat Transistor. <laughs> because, <laughs> but, like, I talked about it on the podcast, and I was, like, two-thirds through. Mm-hmm. And then I did pick it up, like, six months later and played for another hour. Oh, and no. then that was, like, six months ago, so I still haven't finished it. At some it point, you gotta... And I... Feels like... And I know it's not worth it. Yeah. Um, I know it's not worth it, but I just kind of want to do it anyway. So I I get the whole 
going back to Secret of Mana yeah. to try and finish it. I really, I really think I've been actually struggling with this a lot, and I think I trimmed it down to the only actual like save filed games besides the one mm-hmm. as I said that I want to go back to and wrap up are um, Fallout, Drakengard three, and um, Mario Galaxy two. Mm-hmm. And outside of that, I I let it go of a bunch of things that I was just yeah. like, you know what? It's been a year and a half. It doesn't fucking matter. I'm good. Yeah. I used to be, um, like, super compulsive about, about finishing games. Like, I finished Duke Nukem Forever. Oh. I, f- I finished uh, that Aliens game people hate, not the new one, but Colonial Marines. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm like trying that. to get over that. Just kind of get over that now. Mm-hmm. It, it had a great drinking tough. game as well. <laughs> I, I, I actually didn't hate Colonial Marines. There were just a few parts that were unbelievably awful, but most of it was just kind of middling. Gotcha. I, I think I'm going to shock um, John and make him cry uh, because this year actually on my list uh, t- of games to play and finish yep. is Chrono. <laughs> Chrono Ch- yeah, I've never played it. Oh my god, go do that. Yeah, I think we're in agreement. Just get off this podcast. And yeah, just right. like stop what you're doing right now. Hang up this call. Go boot up Chrono Trigger and talk to me in 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, I, that, I will I, make your promise. I will come back on this piece. podcast and tell you my honest opinion of Chrono Trigger when and I finish it. And if your honest opinion is anything other than it's perfection, I don't want to hear it. Well, maybe yeah, I'll come on here like if I have any questions about it. Like, All right. after finish. Gotcha. All right, because you know what. I haven't heard. I've heard a lot of people say they don't like Chrono Trigger. They don't usually have very interesting things they have to say about not liking Chrono Trigger. Well, it's like I had it once on the on the or the DS version, but like I don't. Someone ended up stealing that, so I never got to play it. Mm, that's a bummer. Like two people said, they hated the random battle theme. <laughs> <laughs> that killed it. You're supposed to hate the random battle theme. I thought. Like, no, the battle theme's great. What that? Bass. That whole game soundtrack is all about the fucking bass. Yeah, you look at no treble. Mitsuda score. No, it's got great treble too, but it's just like the bass. <laughs> all about that bass. All about that bass. Any other questions? Okay, one have... more. It's a, but it's a long one. It's for John. Comes in from Tengu Ooh. Gemini. Okay. This, this question kind of takes a while to get to where it's going, though. All right, no problem. I like John's recent video about Final Fantasy Adventure. Yay. That, along with Freezing Inferno's current playthrough of Seiken Densetsu 3, got me thinking about the Mana series. Uh-huh. This is when I discovered there's a new remake of Final Fantasy Adventure on iOS, Android, and only in Japan, Vita. It appears to be basically the original game with a new co- coat of polygonal paint, but it is the same basic game, including having to buy keys. A much <laughs> better remake than Sword of Mana. Yeah, oh, Sword yeah. of Mana just looks like... So it's Sword of Mana is just, let's mm-hmm. take Final Fantasy Adventure and then make it more like Secret of Mana, right? Yeah. That sounds like fucking garbage. Mm-hmm. All right, continue. Square has said they are considering bringing the Vita version over, and this is creating a dilemma. Do I get the Android version and play the game now, or wait until the possible release of Adventures of Mana on Vita in the West? How do you all deal with choosing what system to get multi-platform games on, and how do you usually wait on a superior version you know or are reasonably certain is coming? I just play the PC version of everything. Yeah, that's kind of what I do. Unless it's on PlayStation Plus, then I get that one. 
this looks real cute. Just like the the art style looks kind of nice. It's really simple polygons, you know, almost like N64 level. Mm-hmm. But cool. But it's cute, and it really I think it goes screen by screen. Even I'm into it. I I, I think the Game Boy graphics are really functional and perfect for what they are. But this looks way more up my speed than fucking set sort of mana. Yeah, for me, it's usually like, especially for like third person or first person games, like I need a mouse and keyboard to control those properly. Mm-hmm. So I will usually default to PC versions when gotcha. I can. And f- I could probably like, play that on um, iOS. Is it already out on iOS here? I don't know. No idea. It sounds like it is, though. Because I would probably... I should go play that game. <laughs> Why would you play a game like that on a, on a, on a mobile with terrible control? Well, I played Shin Megami Tensei on mobile. But um, that's that a was... menu-based game. Yeah. I don't think I've ever really been able to actually play an um, action game that isn't specifically designed for mobile platforms right. on touch screen. It just sounds like it would be terrible. I probably couldn't manage that, honestly. So yeah, in that case, probably wait for um probably wait for there's no D pad on the screen though. Is it like do you maybe do you touch the enemies? It's or probably shit? just swiping with your fingers and stuff mm-hmm. and it just reads that. Maybe, yeah. Well it looks intriguing. It's probably like eighteen dollars because um because that's what Square does. Square does that um, probably wait for the Vita version, yeah. but this also doesn't look like a necess- like if you really just want to play Final Fantasy Adventure, you're probably fine playing that too. <laughs> cool. cool. And that's, and that's, that's, that's questions? all the emails. All right. Again, if you want to shoot us an email, shoot it off podcast with SoxMakePeopleSexy.net or shoot a question on over to SS at SMPS underscore updates and we'll get around to it. If you got some butt steam you'd like to throw my way, shoot that butt right on over to Polly at SoxMakePeopleSexy.net. <laughs> Nate, thank you for joining us on this podcast. It took us a while to get to you, but you're finally you finally made it. Maybe I will be back in the future. Tell us about Chrono Trigger. Tell us about how much you loved Chrono Trigger. Or actually, <laughs> it's funny you just mentioned that. I just completed my order, so I will be getting it in the next week. All right, good deal. Good deal. Thanks for having me, though. Not a problem. Where can we find you if we want to keep up with you? Um, nowhere. You're not online <laughs> at all. You don't got the Twitters. Um, I, I've been trying to make a... Uh, I, I have Twitter at AbsisLapet. It's a private account, though. Yeah. Um, uh, you can find me at nate-night.vodka. And <laughs> Which is great. That's, like, yeah, that's the actual website. Why don't I website. have that domain name? It's like, why don't I, I have, have a .vodka domain name? Like, since I'm the one that drinks vodka straight. <laughs> <laughs> actually look hold hold on one second you, you can edit this out i'm actually curious if socks make people sexy dot vodka is available oh well i'll have to find out <laughs> i bet it is available though because it's not like a name i think most it is available yeah so yeah. i know I'm what i know what i'm doing guys. there you I, go because i've been buying domain names left and right um you can find me at nate night dot vodka that's an ITE, not an IGHT. Um, and probably going to be making an a, a asserted effort to get more involved on the forums again, since I've missed yet another LPO. I should probably Naughty make naughty. an effort to go yeah. on the forums again. Yeah, John. You should make an effort to do things on time, like record LPO videos. I did. I recorded both of them within the posted deadline. <laughs> John, where can we find you? 
Um, you can find me at farwaytimes.com. There's a link to my Twitter feed. Right. N3.tumblr.com. You can Woo. find me at my dumb website. And remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We are the only ones that love you. Uh.